You should out there if you look for it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay. <laughs> I do. You okay. I'm Good curious, man. I'm curious. Oh, painting your guns. I guess this is a little little heartfelt question to I mean, guys that enjoy spray painting guns. What's the what's the question? Painting guns. <laughs> That's not a question. I mean, granted, the look. What? Painting your guns. Painting your guns. Yes. 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 Painting your guns. That that is the question. I guess he's asking like, what's our opinion on painting your guns? I do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, and if you take a step back, let's go. Let's go further back. Why do you wear camo? To look fly as hell. <laughs> You're listening to the Six Millimeter Podcast with Peter Frost and Jared Hereford. Peter Frost is a six-year airsofter with two years of experience working for evic.com and in his spare time enjoys live streaming on Twitch, hanging out with his friends, and his enjoyment of guns. Jared Hereford has been an airsofter for 16 years as well as having experience working in the airsoft industry for three years at evic.com. In his spare time, he enjoys making holsters for Blue Bonnet Outfitters, his love of biking, and his metalworking business on the side. Together, they run the 6mm podcast. And record an airsoft con. That would be really funny. Just have like an on-the-spot podcast like while like shit's happening. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, that's what ASAP did whenever I went to Overwatch Tactics. They had a whole booth, and they were, like, having a live episode of the podcast on Facebook. Oh, yeah, that's... Except we could just record our audio one from Palooza. Yeah. We could also just take, like, some Zoom recorders and just be like... (laughs) Oh, what if we get, like, lapels... And we get we like heist Blake's check, camera. Lapels like, and heist what? Hike uh hike heist uh Blake's camera and we do just like on the spot interviews. Like we just like run up to random people and just like straight up like what do you think about airsoft? No, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it's it's like uh uh it's like on TikTok, the guy that runs up to people and he's like, What uh what music are you listening to? And they're just like, they'll show him and then he'll play it over the thing. It's like, kind of like that. So that way, mm. like, we can even steal episodes of that and just put it on TikTok. Men on the street. <laughs> Six millimeter on the street. <laughs> Coming at you live from downtown Houston or downtown Cyprus, however you look at it. I don't think there is a downtown Cyprus. Like, no way. It's not even like an old Cyprus. No, it's very suburban. Yeah, because there's old there's old town Tomball, and then there's old town Spring, and old town Montgomery. Yeah, and then old Conroe as well. Yeah, but there's no old Cypress because I think Cypress is new. There's only current Cypress. Yeah, because I don't think Cypress was a town way back in the day when Kinda it like was like the woodlands. You don't have like old fuck, town woodlands. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was just, like, built from the ground up in the 60s. You know, it's crazy to think. Old Town Woodlands will be the woodlands right now in 30 years or 100 years. Yeah. Yeah, if you think about it. 
Mm-hmm. Like whenever we're like driving flying cars and like going to Mars <laughs> is like a vacation day. Like yeah, it'll be like like the the historic Woodlands Water. <laughs> oh my lord, that yeah. it's crazy to think about too. Like that's how it will be. Is it'll mm-hmm. just be like a hundred years from now, something will be called old this, like like old Tampa, like. I I don't know. Maybe in a hundred years, every city just straight up like gets put in the air. Like <laughs> Houston is just now a floating rock. Like oh, what was it? Uh, District Nine that was like that where they they had the floating alien ship up above. Uh, yeah. Or um, you seen? Um, was it Astro Boy? What? Yeah, that. But also, um, it's a new one. Which one? Uh, it's like this new sci-fi cyberpunk thing um altered carbon oh yes um where all the like rich people had their like floating mansions yeah that's not um that's on netflix right yeah that's the that's the one with um uh henry cavill i think i think i heard altered carbon was nothing but dicks like it's dicks, 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 and more dicks. It's not nothing but dicks. Like it, it, there's a lot of new. It's got an above average amount of dicks, <laughs> but like you only need like two dicks to be above average. I mean, fair. Like fair. average is like point zero five dicks. I mean, yeah. So wait, then like, what would uh? What were those HBO Max like porn shows? Oh, like, like the Skinamax? Yeah. I mean, like, that's way above that After age. 12. But do they usually have like that many dicks? I you know, like, now that I, I think like about it's it. It's all about like the tits and ass. I, and they like do their best to avoid the dick. I, I Now that I actually think about it, Skinamax has gotten way more graphic now. Like actual like porn on TV has actually shown dick now. Back whenever I was a kid and I found out about it. It was nothing but tits. Like, tits and just her getting railed. That was about the extent of it. Like, there was no, like, dick. There was no sucking dick. Like, they implied it. Like, it was obviously shown. But it was never like you saw her sucking a dick. It was just like, oh, she's enacting the motion. And then getting plowed on the balcony. Like, I don't know. It's it's like, left up to the imagination. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're obviously, it's like... It's like porn, but like a mixture of softcore, because like I don't know, there's still skin being shown. Well, that is softcore. Is it? Is yeah. that what softcore is? Yeah, softcore is like TV porn. Okay, where they don't show like, like actual like everything going on. Yeah. Okay. Where they like they don't show like penetration or like the actual like uh, what's the word? Come, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what is it like? They, uh, they don't show the bits. They don't show. All oh the yeah, bits. like no. obviously, it's not like regular porn where it's like, damn. Yeah, there's no pork and taters. Yeah, or beef flaps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want pastrami. You want pastrami? I've had a hankering for pastrami for like a week, and it's so hard to find in Houston. At least this part of Houston. Really? Yeah. Like, what? Where am I gonna find like a deli pastrami sandwich? Like um, a hot pastrami and sauerkraut. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure there's like spots, but like, I mean, you can get them from the food trucks. Like, there are some good food truck spots that have pastrami. Yeah, I just don't know where they are. I mean, just like look up a food puck, food a food puck, food truck park. Yeah, I don't want to drive like 20 minutes to get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> like my maximum for a sandwich is like 10 minutes. I mean, fair because it takes them like what five minutes to cook it, and you got to drive 10 minutes back. It takes them like two minutes to cook it. I mean, it's already depending it's on if they have orders pending. It's pastrami. It's already cooked. All right, all right. It's all right. it's it's not cooking. It's assembly. Okay, it's just putting it all together and then throwing it at you until you get the fuck out. Yeah. Okay. That's what I want. So like a like a New York deli. Yes. <laughs> I want like an old, irate Jewish man to just <laughs> throw pastrami and rye at me. An old irate Jewish man, ladies and gentlemen. That's what Jared wants to scream at Dude, him. That's that's like one of the few things I miss about the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, the Jewish delis. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, so I, I, I've I, been thinking about it, right? Like, I've been watching a lot of history documentaries, and, um, like, if you, if you remember from history class, we learned about the um, immigration into America, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. actually kind of makes sense when you look at America in a whole. Yeah, melting where, pot. Yeah, it, where if you look at the East Coast, like New York, Florida, all of them, they're going to have that more European uh, culture because whenever the war was happening and they were fleeing to come to the U.S., you know, what's the first thing you're going to go to whenever you go through the uh, through the gates into the mm-hmm. country? You go to New York, you, and then, you know, you assimilate outwards and may, maybe yeah, you stay in New York. from the ports. It starts yeah. in, like, New York, D.C., Philadelphia, yeah, all that. Boston. Like, the whole 13 colonies and shit. And then when you look at California, it's closer to China, the Philippines, all that, you know, Russia. So you're going to have more of a Chinese culture. Uh, you're more so Asian culture in California. That's why uh, they have K-Town. They have, uh, was it, Little uh, Little China? Or Big China, I think I think it's Little China, and uh, uh, they no 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 they have a Chinatown in uh, yeah, Cali. Chinatown. Um, I think they have a little Vietnam. Yeah, they have like a big uh, Asian community in California, and like down here, obviously we're like right butted up to Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have a very like flourished uh, Hispanic culture here in Texas. That's why like. Everybody always says, and I think you've heard it, is like if you want good Mexican, stay stay towards the south of Texas. Don't ever go north. If you're eating Mexican food up north, you're bad. Oh yeah, like it's never gonna be good. And I was like, that's kind of true, but like I had some really good Mexican food in Waxahachie. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's spread out quite a bit. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's all dependent on where you go because like apparently we have a really big Jewish uh, culture down in New Braunfels, or is it Beaumont? I think it's Beaumont. I can't remember. But, like, it's crazy, too, because, like, after watching all this, I was like, man, I don't ever remember learning any of this in, like, high school or middle school because, like, they just left so much out to kind of just be interpreted later. Like, there's so much stuff that, like, I guarantee you. So I was talking with my buddy's girlfriend, and I forget that, like, Texas history is not taught. Like oh, yeah. if they you go don't over live in Texas, they don't teach Texas history. Yeah, they maybe like teach you 
like you spend in US like, history. Yeah. In US history you spend like like two one, days one, two days talking about like the Alamo. <laughs> well it's like you talk about it when you talk about like westward expansion and you're like, Oh yeah, the people expanded to Texas and like Oklahoma, Nebraska. Yeah. Right. Well, for us, Texas history, it's like, obviously, you know, we don't want to ever let it die mm-hmm. because once people die, history's you know, bound to repeat itself um, in a bad way. Well, one thing I, di- I learned was that uh, whenever you cover it, you actually start with the Indians. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start with the Indians, the Apaches, the Cherokees, the, the Choctaws. Um, you start with the Indians, then you roll into um, the Texas-Mexican uh, War. Or, yeah, Mexican-Texas War. And uh, then we roll into, like, the Alamo and all that. And then the history of Texas, like, how everything came to be. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with her, and she's like, I never learned any of that. Like, I forgot about the Alamo. And I was like, you forgot about the Alamo? Forgot about you, the Yeah, you never forget the Alamo, get, bro. Get, get the fuck out. <laughs> you don't- she doesn't live here. Okay. But, like, okay. it's one of those things where it's I'm like, like... you are not a Texan yeah. anymore. Like, you're not welcome <laughs> Do here Do not anymore. ever move down here if you forget the, the Alamo. Like, when you move to Texas, what's the first thing you go and see? The, the Alamo. Alamo. Yeah. Exactly. The Alamo, Johnson Space Center. True, true, true. Yes. Johnson Space Center is definitely a good little vacation spot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I went down there. Man, so I've been to the Johnson Space Center, I think, maybe about 12 times only twice has been like with my parents the rest have been just for school trips like we'll go to the houston museum like the houston zoo and then the johnson space center and i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm so like over this now like on the on the second trip i was like okay cool the gift shop's gonna have this 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 and this all right cool buy that i can never get enough i mean yeah i over as i've gotten older i've actually fallen in love with space in a whole like just in general like i love just space like this weekend uh with no light pollution coming into the uh property i just looked up i it was like i was looking like the sky just looked like glass and it looks like stars are just like flowing like falling in through the uh sky it was really beautiful oh yeah it's crazy like i i, I want to live the country life man I want to get like I want to get three thousand acres and be able to do whatever the fuck I want, like host an airsoft game like every two months. I don't know, like, dude, it's fucking three thousand acres. Go have fun. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, like, I just, I, I'm so taken away, like by like, like a camel. <laughs> like a, no, I want a giraffe. You want a giraffe? Yeah, I, I'd love to have giraffes. So that way, I can just like look out and you see a head. Just over the trees, just looking at you. Well, giraffes are hard because you have to have the trees for them. They Is it like a specific type of tree? Yeah, they only eat specific trees. Fuck. Was it like Saharan trees? I can't remember what they are. <laughs> Fuck. Man. That's okay. I'll, I'll like plant trees out there and then they can eat from them. Mm-hmm. Like obviously it's going to be years so they can eat from them, but you know, I'll just keep buying giraffes up until they're like, you know, ready to go. <laughs> Uh, it's the only way man it's the only way well um that's a nice little uh entry into this uh into this wonderful episode of podcast uh we're back um 
like full swing. Uh, it's all right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for us. We apologize. Okay, it's been rough. It's been busy. So for Jared, he's been busy working on the store as well as having his medical thing come up, which was unexpected. And then I've been busy building the store. No medical problem, but like just every single day, it's nine to like ten to seven. And then when we get home, we want to do fucking nothing because it's just oh, tiring. Yeah. So we apologize for the delay, but uh, now we're getting back full swing into things as mm-hmm. everything's starting to dial down and we're getting close to opening. So, yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, thanks for 100 views or 100 listens. Um, so if you start hearing us doing uh, advertisements, uh, just know we're not selling out. We're just trying to fund our podcast. To better so, the quality. So we're selling out? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, I keep getting, like, ads on TikTok uh, or notifications that, like, hey, we want you to, like, partner up. And I'm just like, can I do this on my podcast? Like, <laughs> and they're like, no, it has to be a video form. I was like, fuck, man. Like, and it was so battle what you're box. saying is we're going to have to give a podcast TikTok? I mean, we can. We very easily can. I know nothing about TikTok. I've, I've, <laughs> so I've installed TikTok on my phone, followed Frosty Boy two two three, and then no. immediately uninstalled TikTok. <laughs> I think I remember this because uh, oh, you made your account pajama. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Jared has TikTok. Jared's never once commented on my TikToks. <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. I. Since that day, I have not looked at it once. Oh, man. I haven't even opened it. It's okay, because I I don't really post as much right now, because I'm in a creative rut. Like, I want to... Like, my thing is, I like to to give people the bare minimum in a video, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. let their mind, like, take control of what I'm trying to convey. So, like, the lonesome leader, like, it's pretty much like it starts off happy, and then, like, as the video progresses, like, you understand, oh, you know, it's, like, life's good. And then it rolls into the reality of his life that it's not so good. It's, like, it's it's like silent film where, like, you have to figure out the emotion in the scene versus me explicitly telling you, you know, with words. I yeah. want to be able to convey emotion through yeah. body language. Like, you know. That's what I want to post, but nobody likes that, and they call me cringe. So I'm like, I guess I'll do it, but you know, fuck everyone else. I mean, I'll stop just, it. Yeah, for the memes, they want the funnies. <laughs> they want the ATF memes. Oh my lord, they want me dancing in my gear as a fat fuck, making fun of the ATF. <laughs> That's what they want. They don't want anything else. I mean, I want that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. Oh, this thing has a volume button. Yeah, it's got a volume adjustment. Oh, even better. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I can also adjust it on the... Okay. Yeah, it was like... So whenever I talk, it's like delayed. So Mm -hmm. I get an echo. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, God, this is weird. (laughs) No, yeah, you get used to it, though. Okay, yeah. I mean, so like we could probably put a delay on it, right? To match up. What? Or can we, like... Is there, like, a very explicit delay? No, we just have to put up with it. Yeah. Fuck. See, this is why we need an audio guy. So you can just sit there. 
I just fuck with shit. All right, we're we're taking applications for an audio uh, <laughs> engineer internship. <laughs> uh, we'll pay you in Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Specifically, the new berry one. <laughs> I they gotta stop fucking with Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's perfect. They nailed it. It's it's already been figured out. Stop fucking with it. See, I've got a case at home that I haven't cracked open yet. So the berry, you might like the berry. Yeah. Well, like I said, I fucking hit multiple vapes with uh, like yeah. different flavors. I've got a secure grape one sitting down in the car. So, it's I, a Sakura grape. Yeah. So it's uh, like, like cherry blossom. Yes. And grape. So it tastes like grape robitussin. I that doesn't sound appealing. Uh, it doesn't, but it actually isn't that bad. Like, there's more grape. Than the Robitussin flavor, but whenever the aftertaste comes through, so it's, it's like just Robitussin. like purple drink vape. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent purple drink, purple drink, a hundred percent purple drink. Well, well, yeah. Uh, happy Memorial Day, guys. Um, shout out to any vets that listen to the podcast. Uh, this week's for you. Uh, today's for you as well. Uh, so yeah, go out, drink a beer, do all that jazz. Um, I guess we might as well like answer our like reoccurring question that happens every fucking episode. Favorite cheese. Favorite cheese. Favorite cheese. I. That comes in from X A Logan, i.e. Mike Honcho on Instagram. Why? What? Logan. I Asian mean, I know Logan. Logan but yeah, like Mike Honcho. Yeah, so he has like a a super undercover like, his like alter ego. Yeah, like he doesn't his want alias. anyone to know that he's NGA Logan. So it's Mike Honcho. Oh well, jigs up now. Ah, uh, don't worry. I'll, we I'll... just told like a hundred people on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Well, you know, whenever we hit season two and we start getting thousands more listeners, look, guys, they'll never just, listen to episode four. Look, guys, just just be cool. Be cool. Yeah, yeah. date, date. Be cool. Yeah, yeah. keep my concho under wraps, okay? Yeah, keep it on the DL. Yeah, don't tell anyone, all right? Um, Favorite cheese. I really like Havarti dill. I like dill. Throw that on some crackers. Ooh. All right. Delicious. It's super smooth <laughs> and creamy. All right. And then <laughs> um, also smoked Gouda. I love smoky flavor. So just smoked like a super gouda. like rich smoked gouda. All right. That. Can we go I, back to Havarti dill really quick? What? Never heard of Havarti Never dill. Never heard of Havarti. No. Oh my no. God. I I am simple when it comes to cheese. I got American, I got Colby Jack, I got Pepper Jack, I got Munster, and I got mozzarella and then provolone, Swiss, like oh what's the other one? Um there's smoked monster, by the way. I didn't know smoked, smoked monster. monster. That was really good. I, so when I was, v- I went through phases with monster. Yeah. Where like for the first five years of my life, I loved monster, and then for whatever reason, I didn't like it. Yeah. Until I like just tried it again recently, and I'm like, oh, this is like really good cheese. It's delicious. Have you ever been told people don't like taste monster? Like they can't physically taste it. Oh, like they just like. Yeah, it's just, it's like tasteless to them. I mean it. It's a very mild cheese. Yeah, you don't really notice it. That's why I get the smoked one because I get more flavor. Yeah, you out get of the it. smoky flavor. Yeah, versus I feel, the OG. monster. I feel like you just get more like the creamy texture. It's not much flavor. Yeah, you get yeah. like a little bit of like 
milkiness, but you don't get it. It's not like salty or sharp. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of just there. Yeah. Havarti's pretty like that, too. It's very, very mild flavor, not salty, okay. really creamy. So kind of like Colby. See, I... I have a phase See, with Colby Col- Jack. Colby Jack's a little a little salty though. Yeah, it's salty and it has a fucking bite to it. Like whenever I if eat it, the good stuff. like it hits the back of my throat and then it just starts like digging in. It's like I, I just get hit with like this like uh, uh Really? Yeah, it's very weird for me. I like Colby Jack. I don't get me wrong, I love Colby Jack. I'll always eat it, but like every time I eat it, I just get this weird like just taste in the back of my throat. I feel like Colby Jack is like my average cheese like a hundred percent would get it if they didn't have anything else yeah it's like if i don't know what cheese i want i'm like colby jack it's like yeah you never go wrong with colby jack yeah if they have like an assortment of cheeses and you don't know what they are but they have colby jack you'll just get colby jack yeah that's like you you can't go wrong with colby jack no no i used to call it santa cheese whenever i was younger (laughs) i think i told you that that's right yeah i used to call it santa cheese um I don't even remember why. My mom told me, and uh, I don't know. I guess I could associate it with, like, Santa Claus or something. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. you think I would have called it, like, Dalmatian cheese or something, but, like, I don't know. There's still, like, no logic behind why I called it that. So here's a question for you. Jalapeno Colby Jack or Pepper Jack? Um... I haven't had jalapeno. You haven't had jalapeno Colby Jack? No. So I can't speak for it. But Pepper Jack all the way. Pepper Jack's great. Yeah. Like 10 out of 10 Pepper Jack is like my favorite. So I never used to like Pepper Jack. I never never like fucked with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Up until I went to Chick-fil-A. And they put pepper jack on. Oh yeah, on the and spicy deluxe. Yeah, and I, I like my my manager went and bought it for me. So whenever he brought it back, I was like, "Oh, this is just like mozzarella or some shit." So I eat it, and I was like, "This isn't mozzarella. This is like really fucking good." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, yo, what cheese is this?" He's like, "It's pepper jack." And I was like, "Oh, ew." Wait, this is good though. Oh, ew. <laughs> ew. ew. Yeah, it was like one of those things where like I just kind of sucked it up and ate it. Like mm-hmm. I was I don't get me wrong, I love just like spicy chicken sandwiches from Chick-fil-A. They're like hands down my favorite. But like spicy deluxe's kind of go hard. Like you got the tomato and the lettuce and the pepper jack. Oh, I I always go for the deluxe. Dude, yeah. Yeah. See, less tomato pickle. Is it cheaper than the uh, original chicken sandwich? No, it's a little bit more, like a yeah, dollar more. Yeah, it's like a dollar more than just the plain. That makes sense. Yeah, I just get the regular one or uh, the spicy regular because, yeah. like, I it's cheaper. I get two a large fry and a large dark pepper. I'm a big man. I gotta eat. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I fucking burping my head off over here. Too much peppy. There's never enough peppy. I gotta get you some heart ready dill though. Do you like do you like dill? <sighs> like like dill pickle? Yeah. So I'm I'm still in this like love hate relationship with pickles. Like I like them, 
but like I won't really eat it. Like so on the chicken sandwiches, I don't mm-hmm. mind the pickle flavor. Like I mm-hmm. like normally you would think I would order it without pickles. No, I order it with pickles, but just take the pickles off. But the juice is already like in the bun. So like I like that. I like pickled juice, but not pickles. So you just like vinegar and salt. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, there's a little bit of spice. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like the texture of pickles. Like, it's not the flavor that gets me; it's the texture. I get that. Yeah, but pickle texture varies. Yeah, depending on which one you get. Yeah, like you can get soft pickles. You can get like really rough and crunchy. Mm -hmm. And I don't like rough and crunchy. Like I don't. So, so what? You don't like the crunchy? No, I kind of like the uh, the soft and smooth pickles. Like, oh. you know, they kind of been like sitting for a minute. Dude, for me, crispier the better. Really? Oh yeah. Well, I can't say I hate crispy because uh, I've had crispy. Um, mm-hmm. Was it? Um, we went somewhere um, together to go get food, and uh, we got uh, fried pickles. I can't remember. Freddy's. Freddy's. Yes, we went to Freddy's and got fried pickles, and I was just eating them like crazy. I love Freddy's pickles. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Like, I'll eat fried pickles, but, Mm -hmm. like, just a regular crunchy pickle, I will not mess with, which is weird because it's the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. It's, like, the hardest thing to explain. Fun Fun thing I just learned about pickles. Uh, so actual pickled pickles, so the ones that they, uh, they do the hot brine, uh, when they jar them, get softer than if it's a fermented pickle, which is the ones you have to keep refrigerated because they're like, uh, lacto-fermented. I have no idea what any of this means. So the 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 pickles don't get uh, broken down by the heat from the canning process, so they stay crispy. Okay. I mean, but so wait, like they put them. So like whenever they can them, is the can so hot? What? Yeah. Why wouldn't they just like put it in when it cools down? Do you know how canning? Oh wait, because they have to seal the thing. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, so they, they I pasteurize it with the heat so that it's shelf stable. It kills yeah. all the the microorganisms. So okay, none of them grow. But with fermented, you want the the good bacteria to produce the lactic acid to ferment. And then, so you can't heat it up, and the so you can't heat it up. So the uh, <laughs> the pickles stay crispy. Okay. Okay. But they're not shelf-stable. They're refrigerator-stable. Gotcha. So basically... So if you go to the grocery store and you like crispy pickles, get the ones out of the fridge that are uh, fermented. Oh, there was also, um, what was it, uh, pickled ginger that oh, we yeah. had? The one that I had? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's great on bratwurst. Oh. It's even great on a freaking hot dog. Oh, yeah. It's great on anything. Like, I, Jared changed my life whenever I fucking ate that shit. I was like... I don't know. It smells funny. Then it hit my mouth, and I like I. It's like I went into like some like Tame Impala music video. <laughs> and I was just transcending reality while I'm shoving this hot dog with pickled ginger in my mouth. I was like, oh my god! Like pickled ginger on anything, dude. Like burgers, hot dogs, sandwiches, fucking steak, pickled ginger. Oh yeah, 
Pickle ginger. Like a hundred percent. Here's actually a good one. Because I don't I don't think we've covered this one. Alright, hit me with it. Things not to say in Baofangs. Things not to say in Baofangs. Well, obviously racial slurs. Uh I am not a licensed ham radio operator. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> um I mean I I guess I, I understand where he's coming from. This comes from Falcon. Um, it's more so... It's just like things you don't like broadcast. Yeah, well, I mean, whenever you're an op, like, the last thing I want to hear is, like, people talking about bullshit. Like, just stupid but, dumb yeah. shit. Like, keep it short and sweet and emphasize what you are saying. Because whenever you just like go on the radio and you're like, "R.I.P. My headphones, boys." Uh, Delta three eighty. This is uh uh whiskey tango. Um, I have two KIA's on the uh, site. Like nobody wants to fucking hear that. Like you don't have to throat fuck your mic. Yeah, like nobody gives a shit that you shot two dudes. Yeah, like like just tell me that you arrived on target. Yeah, and like, then where are shit. you? What are you doing? What do you need? Yeah. Like, that's like, it's, keep it simple. You know, I don't need to know the entire, like, like, outfit that what you just shot is wearing. Like, oh, he's wearing blue jeans, a black shirt, uh, uh, an Adidas hat. Like, I, no. Just tell me you killed him. Like, just say target down. Yeah. Like, and that's even for, like, like, oversimplified, like, you know, like and it's also, on target missions. Like, the broader the channel, the less, just like the more simplified it needs to be. Just yeah. like bare essentials. Like if it's like, if you're on like side, like whole like team side comms, then just like nobody cares about like what the fuck you're eating for lunch or whatever. Just yeah. like only like important things that like, people need to know to get their jobs done yeah like it's like your commander doesn't need to know like you shot some dudes yeah in some field like yeah that's like the last thing one of the things that kills me over there oh yeah over there if you say over there over the radio go home just just throw your radio away (laughs) you don't deserve to have one over there is the most un it's even it's even in video games too. It's like he's over there. Where? Bearing, you know, direction, northeast, two thirty. Like, like reference. Yeah. Like it left to right, you know, moving like, past the blue house, depending on wh- what it may be. Don't just say over there. Like at most give me a knife hand. But if I'm in the command booth, over there does nothing for me because I'm not even on the field. Yeah. Like if you're with your squad and you're like you're standing next to someone and you say that guy's over there and you like gesture and point and they can see your gesture yeah that's fine but like, it's not ideal but like it works yeah i mean that's like that's like squad movement and yeah, like squad that's combat like, that's like you talking to your squad mates yeah that's like not shit you say over the radio yeah because like you want to think about it like you're my eyes on the ground I am looking at a map with six radios on it, trying to figure out where exactly my guys are mm-hmm. and how I need to move them. Like whenever we did the Ghost Frogs event, 
I only wanted squad leaders on channels because I don't mm-hmm. need to hear the entire team. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, Ghost Rogs was the only one that stayed all guys on my comms because, like, they all knew what to say. Like, they were solid the whole yeah, time. Yeah, they're, they're disciplined enough to, like... Yeah. Like, they gave they me, like... If, yeah, if, if one guy couldn't pick up the radio, the other one would come in for me, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, perfect, dude. Like, that's what I want. But, like, with the other squads, I knew they weren't as well put together, so I only wanted to talk to the squad leader. So... Mm-hmm. And, like, in terms of, like, me looking at my map, I don't know what's going on out there. So, like, very descriptive but short um, radio messages help. You know, like, where are you at? Okay, I'm by Kill House on the right side. Like, perfect. That's the north side of my map. And Mm -hmm. I can put the radio there. That's where my squad leader's at. You know, I don't want to know 30,000 things with a 30 minute conversation going on on the radio. I got other things to do. Like, um, Oh fuck. Um, one of the best things to say over the comms is, uh, copies all that, mm-hmm. that, that helps me understand that you just fully understood a hundred percent of what I just said. Like, yeah. you know, you can obviously say copy and then proceed to your transmission. But when the transmission ends, that's a copy all. Yeah. I think that's one thing people, aren't used to with talking on the radio as opposed to like most people are only used to like talking on the phone yeah where it's like on a phone nowadays it's pretty much like always comes in clear but when you're on a radio um you might not get the whole message yeah so whoever's whoever is sending you the message needs to know that you understood everything they said and there's no gaps yeah because you if you're in a Connex box, which is just a signal nightmare, oh, yeah, like, it's, it's you have to shove your antenna Faraday out the fucking window. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really bad. Um, Connex boxes can easily fuck up radio transmissions in and out. Um, mm-hmm. You may be able to receive in a lot better than you would be able to send out because you have to remember it's hitting all of that and just bouncing inside that box. It's got no way for it to leave, mm-hmm. especially with a directional antenna. You know, you'd have to shove it out the window like I did with my 30 foot long one and just let it dangle out and I was like yelling back to command and I'm like okay cool like we got it yeah and like you don't know like what's around whoever's you're talking to what kind of antenna they have if they're like using yeah. a Motorola <laughs> one of the little like $20 Walmart ones yeah the little like like uh, five mile like ones. FRS little like walkie talkies. Yeah. Oh man, those are so good. I, if you can buy a Baofeng, because, well, if I'm not wrong, the newer ones have restrictions on them. Like they're actually coded. Yeah. To fit the FAA guidelines. Yeah. There's more restrict there. You can't actually access the restricted channels anymore. So wait, you're telling me I can because I have one that's not coded. Uh yeah, some of them. Okay. So, like, the older models would be better. Like, the old, old, like, 10 years ago, there's, like, no restriction. You can <laughs> you can plug in whatever frequency you want, and you can hear anything. Wow. You want. Yeah, it'll receive anything from any frequency within its uh, Fuck using a duty Motorola, dude. I'm going to use a Baofeng. <laughs> yeah. All right. That, that's actually... People people will actually buy the boards and retrofit the new radios with the old boards. Uh, to be able to use them with the uh, restricted frequencies. I did not know that. That's actually yep. pretty uh, 
That's pretty black, crazy. Black market Baofeng boards. <laughs> <laughs> Buying it out here on hop up and shit. Not really though. Not really for whatever Fed agent is like assigned to listen to our podcast. For legal purposes, that was a joke. Yes, yes. Do not raid Jared's house. It will not be a fun time. All of my Baofengs are legally fired <laughs> and operated within FAA guidelines. I don't know how I feel about rolling into this next one. Uh-oh. So, we have a really one from uh, uh, fucking uh, Cool the Troll. 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 Troll? Yeah. Cool C-O-O-L-D-Z-T-R-O-L-L. About painting your guns, but the collector chimed in. Okay. And asked, psychedelics, pros, cons, personal views. Psychedelics? Psychedelics. (laughs) I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, do you want to admit to taking psychedelics on on the internet? So painting guns. Um. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's a pretty easy question because I've never done a drug in my life. So. I mean, fair. The most I've done is smoke weed. Uh, no okay. crazy yeah, so. hard psych- psychedelic use. Um, I've never been big on it. Um, Would I, you if somebody offered? No. No? Okay. No. Mostly because if it's not somebody I trust and that I know has experience with psychedelics, then I won't oh, yeah, ever take nice. it from them. Because, like... I, I've heard horror stories about psychedelics, and oh, yeah. I mean, you know, RIP to the officer that's listening to my podcast right now. Uh, you know, I'm definitely trying to be a cop. Don't worry. Um, but um, I, I've just never had a care for him. You know, I smoked weed just to try it, but I was like, this cool. Like, I don't, I don't understand the hype because I when I when I smoked it, I was taking my ADHD meds at the time. Mm-hmm. And it just made me feel the way I felt with my ADHD meds, but like just super relaxed. So I was like, I always feel like this anyway, so I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. what's the hype? Like, oh, cool. I'm relaxed. Like, and now I'm hungry. <laughs> I, I never understood. Like, psychedelics, like LSD, um, PCP is psychedelic? No. No. No, that's, that's just a, that's a big fuck. No, there's like DMT, LSD. LSD. Um, I guess bath shrooms. <laughs> I mean, bath salts is not really a not something you should ever take. No, as a broad category of like, it could be yeah, literally whatever. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I guess the pros are like, you know, if you want to do it, if you want to try it, just like. Find somebody that you trust and, like, has experience with it to try it out, you know, and then be safe about it. Because, like, I've heard horror stories of my friends having bad trips and being left alone during a bad trip. Mm -hmm. And it's just not a fun experience. So just be safe about it. Like, I, I personally, I don't give a fuck. Like, man... I've smoked weed. I've, you know, if I've done psychedelics, cool, I've done psychedelics. But, like, just be safe about it. Don't drive, you know, do it in the comfort of your own home. 
Like, do everything the right way. You know, don't be fucking a piece of shit about it. Like, that's just my thing about it. One thing I would say. So, for me personally, I really don't like any, like, mind-altering substance. So, like, I don't... I don't use alcohol. I I barely use caffeine. No, no weed. No no drugs. So yeah, he's uh, a virgin when it comes to drugs. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. it's just like it's never interested me, and also the like the mind altering prescription drugs that I've taken are just like not. I don't like it. Yeah, being like it's. It's a feeling of like being like not in control of my own. Like, yeah, you feel like you're emotions. a different person. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt with my ADHD meds. That's why I stopped taking them because, mm-hmm. like, the frost everyone knows now is not the same frost that was on his ADHD meds in school because I took them because I couldn't focus. Mm-hmm. Like my ADHD, whenever I was in elementary school was really bad like i could not focus like i'd be fucking just off in my own world like doing my own thing and um don't mind me just slapping the mic um i whenever i took them it made me very shy and very Mm -hmm. quiet um like so i kind of stopped taking them through my like towards my junior year of high school and uh then i started realizing i was very, very, very outgoing about uh, what things I was passionate about and things I wanted to do. So, like, whenever I take, like, weed or we'll smoke weed and that shit, I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I, I still don't understand the hype behind weed, man. Like, some guys are like, oh, bro, I have to fucking smoke it all the time. Why? I, mm, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, why, like, I like you when you're sober. Like not when you're high. Well, I've I told so, Jordan this point. So weed does have some pretty good uses for like chronic pain and things. Yeah, like that. Uh, migraines is really good for. Which but like guys that don't take yeah. it for that, I'm just like, why? Oh yeah, do you they need just it all like, the time? like I want to feel high. Yeah, I don't like. I get that from like things that I do that I enjoy. I get a high from it. You yeah, know? like I get like a a, men- a mental high. Well, and that's, like, one thing I would say about, like, psychedelics is, like, you don't need, like, an artificial chemical to, like, make your brain do those things. You can train your brain to, like, be creative and, like, have the same kind of experiences, um, like, in, like, a sensory deprivation tank. Like, you have psychedelic experiences. It's but you don't it's all like your own body it's you don't have to like add artificial chemicals to to like con- to like make your body do something yeah i actually didn't know that i knew you could get mm-hmm. a runner's high though like, oh yeah that's, you that's a cool high. one there's also um there's a method of uh breathing that's like a a meditation that gives you like a psychedelic state okay see i get a um I've actually been uh, uh, doing more yoga. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting into yoga now. And uh, it's actually really, really nice. Oh, yeah, super relaxing. Like, it's it's relaxing. Like, I'll just... 
Uh, I've even um, I started meditating more, just to mm-hmm. like become one with the earth, become a fucking earthbender. Um, no, I've been doing it for. Um, I've been doing yoga for physical recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, the so this is the weird part about my body, right? I'm 23, about to be 24. Yep. Things are hurting longer than they should be. So I started doing Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yoga I have done. Um, I started doing yoga for joint recovery and muscle relaxation. Basically, it should also just make myself more flexible, you know, because like. Yeah, it's really good for uh, mobility. Yeah. Like. And it's helped me with my running, and I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever our, uh, Corbin and I did uh, our run, um, he stopped, and he was like, your run looks a lot better than how you were when you first tested for the academy mm-hmm. because, like, I was, like, super tight. I was, like, trying to, you know, just, like, keep everything still and let my legs run, and I learned that that wasn't the way to go, and I learned it from rucking with uh, mm-hmm. Nick. Mm-hmm. where your arms drive your legs. So, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you can keep your arms moving, your legs are going to move with it. And um yeah, your arms, your core, your yeah, hips just drives everything. Yeah. Like just keep it all moving and you're good. So I if you think about it, if you're only using your legs, you're in you're only engaging half your body to do the same amount of work. So yeah. it has to work twice as hard. If you yeah. use your whole body, each piece is only working half as hard. Yeah. And uh I it makes it's funny because I like I made the correlation from friends whenever Phoebe when she was running and she'd like look like a maniac <laughs> running. It makes sense though because like her whole body's engaged. Yeah. So she's able to run for like a long time. Mm-hmm. And that was something I never got used to until now. And so like whenever I run, like my stride is better and my body's not as tense. Like, I'm just letting everything flow. You know, I'm, it's like when you put water in the cup, it becomes the cup. You're when you put frost on the water. treadmill, I become the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> you become the treadmill. Exactly. Okay. See, Man, I hate treadmill running. I can't do that. I like it for sprint training. That's about it. Well, not well, you like it for sprint training because it's easier to sprint on a treadmill. I mean, because it's doing half the work for you. Fair, fair. <laughs> like my mile and a half time is not going to be the same whenever I hit pavement, which you shouldn't be running on pavement because it actually messes up your legs. More. Oh yeah, don't run on pavement. Um, I mean, you can a little bit, but like, yeah, as little as possible. Yeah, you want to try to stay like stay on the trail. Don't get on the pavement. Like, if you can run on the grass, run on the grass. But if you have to get on the pavement for a second, do that. Like, for my police academy run in 2020, we had to run on uh, run on uh, the road. And mm-hmm. holy shit, did that suck. It, there's a reason they don't make tracks out of asphalt anymore. Yeah, it's, it's more damaging. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now I've got this academy test coming up on July... 16th oh my birthday birthday. (laughs) so i told uh i told corbin i was like if y'all plan on doing anything it better not be fucking laser tag because i swear to god i will cry (laughs) 
because <laughs> my friends were in town for the one in 2020 mm-hmm. and um they're like oh we should go to main event i was like okay cool let's go to main event we went bowling yeah and then we played some video games yeah and then we went and played laser tag mm-hmm. i didn't realize how bad my legs were until i played laser tag and i'm like trying to like hold on to the wall as best as i can oh yeah and you're like, like i'm you're like crying. trying to walk up the, yeah. the ramp and yep. you're like <laughs> yep and i was like this fucking sucks like yeah. my i just got done doing a mile and a half run and an obstacle course see but did you stretch after the run i stretched before the run and then a little bit after. Not too much to enable the recovery process. So that's why I was hurting. Look, you got to remember, I was like only working out at Planet Fitness at that time. So I didn't know how to actually work with my body. This was before Yoga Frost. Yeah, this was before Yoga and Frost knew how to deadlift. Like, <laughs> this was before I was picking 300 pounds off the ground like it was butter. Like, <laughs> oh, I I miss that gym. I miss that gym. <laughs> Man, species. If you ever, uh, if you're looking for a good bodybuilding powerlifting hybrid, species gym is like definitely the spot. It's thirty five bucks a month. Uh, rare equipment, uh, some that you're not gonna see in like LA fitness, 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 and uh, anytime. So yeah, go give him a checkout. Um, I think it's Ron that works at the counter. It's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. It's a private gym, also twenty four hours, so you get a little key fob that you can like scan into. So if you like. If you're if you're a night owl and you need some place to work out, Species Gym open twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Like at two a.m., there's like only nobody in there. Maybe one person, but she's pretty chill. <laughs> I she's like the only one that I know that works out there at two a.m. Because we had like mm-hmm. the two a.m. Mm-hmm. crew, the one a.m. crew, mm-hmm. and then like the three a.m. crew. Yeah, you got like, like kind of first shift, second shift, yeah. third shift. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is sick. Like and. It's run by an ex Chicago cop, um, so like it's nothing but like street music, <laughs> like just straight Chicago Compton, like any hood, like that has had a very big uh, rapper come out of it. It's more than likely playing in that gym, like there's, <laughs> and then occasionally um, Justin Timberlake will come on, occasionally. I told him you should change the playlist up. Yeah, it's like your typical like bodybuilding, like lifting music, or like powerlifting music. It's a gym. Oh yeah. Well, so after leaving Species and going back to Planet Fitness, I miss the music of Species Mm. because Mm -hmm. in Planet Fitness they play like. The most, like, boring, popular, like, hit artist song. Mm, And mm. I'm just trying to lift shit to, like, you know, dudes talking about how they moved weight through the streets or, like, some dude screaming into a microphone about, like, just nonsense. Mm, mm -hmm, Slipknot. mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) you know, like, I just, I can't do, like, Harry Styles as it was like i i can't do doja cat like i i'll do doja cat whenever i'm like driving in the car and i'm alone and nobody can shame me for knowing every word to doja cat <laughs> but like you know it's like one of those things where i'm like 
I don't want to be judged in here, which is funny because Planet Fitness is a judgment-free zone. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest fucking lie. Don't mm-hmm. let that fucking gym tell you that it's a judgment-free zone. Eyes say everything, dude. Like, people will look at you, and you'll look at them, and you already know what they want to say to your face. But they can't because it's a judgment-free zone. <laughs> so we just say it with our eyes. We just judge them mm-hmm. with our eyes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's that's my my thirty minute rant about Planet Fitness being annoying. Uh, uh, Could you just like put your own music on? I just so like I normally do. Yeah, okay. I normally do. Um, but I sometimes I forget to charge my headphones, so mm-hmm. I'll have to wear Corbin's right ear, and then he'll wear his left one, and we just listen to the same music anyway. So <laughs> it's not like I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other ones in here? Or is it was it like my phone having a hard time? Like refreshing it, but yeah, do psychedelics safe? <laughs> People who use pig rigs are biologically inferior and tacky. Bunkering hoodie warriors takes no skill and doesn't count as a sweep. Fair. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about the like the first part, but the second part. Yeah. I mean the genetics. I don't. I don't think there's any like genetic difference between people who wear pigs and people who don't. I mean, so I want a pig because I want to try out that system of just mags, backpack, nothing else, which I can achieve. So, yeah, but with there's a slickster. There's better things than a pig now. Yeah, people yeah. just buy p- pigs for the clout. Well, it's also why I have a $200 Ford Observations hat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're fucking expensive now. Like, any Ford Observation Group stuff is expensive. And I guess that's why pigs are still big. Because, like, I don't know. Everybody always, like, associates pig brigs with tack. Like, not tacky, but um, uh, edge. Like, speed softers. Edgelord speed softers. Yeah. Like, and I mean... I I think I asked G in this and he gave a very good reason behind it. It was just like it's comfortable. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's comfortable for him. Yeah, they're I mean it's And if you have a very small torso, it's solid. No, it's it's a really good option cuz there's not a lot of options if you're like a very small torso. Yeah. Like obviously you can go get them like custom made mm-hmm. from uh which I actually recommend. Um I mean no like no hate towards pig like you know Keep your shit in stock, but, like, I know the demand is high. Um, but you can go get them custom-made from a uh, smaller shop, like, uh, mm-hmm. was it, Mission, F- not Mission First. Um, there's a guy in St. Louis that does custom carriers. And um, by all means, local businesses, they'll give you, like, high quality for, like, a better price. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure you can get a pig for, like, 120 from a company or a small business that does it like but i i like pigs for their simplicity the only reason the only issue i have the pig is there's no reason it should be made completely out of velcro <laughs> it's for my patches man i you don't need <laughs> patches oh trust me i know <laughs> you you need like like 6 to like like 6 <laughs> inches of velcro for your cummerbund to stick to and that's about it. Maybe that's it. like 
six it like a four by six for a chest like chest yeah, identifier. If, if even like then a, if you want like a patch panel for like a name tag or yeah like for like me that. i don't use the one on my avs yeah i, I put my ranger pouch there so yeah. i i don't i i mean helmet identifiers also do better dude guys are getting back into the helmet game oh yeah yeah everybody's been coming to me like hey can you build me a helmet i was like all right yeah do you have five hundred dollars and they're like why is it so much because that's about how much mine costs do you do you see how much shit is on this helmet yeah do you want my like four to five hundred dollar helmet or do you want z's like eight to nine hundred dollar helmet (laughs) like i mean and also do you want it to be comfortable yeah or do you want it to just look cool yeah, because, like, the number one thing I always change on my helmets are the pads. Yeah. Like, the Team Wendy knockoff is the only one I haven't changed yet because it's actually the, like, good TMC padding. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like I will eventually foam. change this. Like, that's how I was when I bought it the first time. I'll eventually mm-hmm. change this. But, like, my airframe has MTech padding. My high cut has no padding, but will have MTech padding. Um, and then I have a... Uh, Team 1D cam fit in mine because mm-hmm. I run night vision and I want, you know, that thing to stay on my fucking head. Lock that shit down. Yep. Um, then I've got some kind of marking strobe. I've got, uh, for my own personal taste, because like I said, I do run night vision, a actual Wilcox shroud uh, with a knockoff Wilcox until I can buy one. Um, and then I've got some kind of V-light for a marker as like a deadlight, mm-hmm. um, a battery pouch for my GoPro, um, and some form of hearing protection, whether it be over the head on the helmet, it's up to you. But like, I always run on the helmet cause it's easier. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather have it all be there. So that way I can just jack in rather than having to worry about putting my headset on, then putting my helmet on, making it feel comfortable and all that versus just ripping the headband off and putting it on my helmet. Yeah. It's all about being comfortable, guys. Like, 100%. Like, I so this weekend, I ran a Pano Bridge setup with dual PVS 14s. It's about as uncomfortable as you can get. Oh, yeah. Like, it's heavy. It's, if yeah. you don't have a counterweight, it's dragging down the front of your face. It's just, it's not a fun time. Yeah, there's, I, I don't know how you could possibly use that without a counterweight. I stole uh, David's counterweight uh, out of the the spares he had. Um, It was super comfortable. Um, The panel bridge is actually a really cool design right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Essentially, so it gives you the benefit of dual nods, like dual tube, Mm -hmm. but also gives you the uh, a little bit bigger FOV. So instead of just running them in line, you can oh, actually yeah. cant them so you get kind of a wider oval. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get more of a view. Instead of just like 14 degrees in this eye, 14 yeah. degrees in this eye. Yeah, you, you can, can do kind um, of like turn them out and you get. I think it's like, a 60 degree, 45 degree um, offset. But obviously it's going to okay, be around yeah. like 25 to 30 degree because 45, 45, you're just going to be whole, whole, and they're not going to mesh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean. If you have two PVS-14s, $500 for a panel bridge might sound like a lot, but, you know, 
it's high quality right now versus Chinesium later. So also one one thing I've heard people talk about is why they like like having the pano bridges is because they can pull one off and they can still use one of the 14s and they can give the other to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um I really like it. Um I would like katanas. Like mm-hmm. the dual the dual like night vision game is getting really really good. Like before it used to be you'd drop like $12,000 on like fucking EOTech dual Mm-hmm. Like fucking was it uh L three or um yeah. uh Harris. Mm-hmm. Like now you can get a set from T M V G for like five to seven grand, depending on what like filter you want. Which mm-hmm. personally I like green but I can see more with white. I I can pick out patterns with white. I can't pick out patterns with green. Yeah, there's way more uh, contrast with the yeah. white. Like, I can see M81 with white. I can't with green. Mm-hmm. With green, M81 looks black. Like, every pattern looks black and, and green. Unless it's, like, AOR 1, mm-hmm. which is, like, the tannest you can get versus Desert Marpat or Desert Tiger Stripe. Mm-hmm. Anything that's desert or white just it looks good. Anything else is black to me. Like, and it's really hard to see. Um, that's why I like white. And I also, I got to use white a bit. I feel like I can see more into the shadows. Like, if I'm looking down an alleyway, I feel like I can see deeper into it because of the actual white foss hue. Yeah, like, you can on see, it. like, more detail Whoa. in the, like, lower values. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like that. And yeah. with the addition of the new overlays that have been coming out for them, um, the actual uh, heads-up overlays, have you seen those where it, like, outlines the, the yes. people? Those are really nice. Um, I've actually, so uh, Thaddeus, one of our coworkers, just got a uh, FLIR. I, I saw that. Thermal. That's yeah, it. I got so to play with got, it. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a mode where it's it has uh, white hot, but then like the hottest part of the image it puts like an orange glow on yeah so if you're like outdoors and you're looking for like bodies the obviously the body's going to be the hottest thing out there so it gives you like an orange uh like glow at like um if you're like hunting looking for like boars it's like perfect because you're like looking into the woods and everything's you just see like sea of trees and then just bright orange spot wherever the animals are. Yeah. Works for people too. That's actually, um, so that's kind of been the new flex, um, coming into airsoft. Apparently, um, I've been hearing it like kind of nonstop now is that like Kurt wanted to get a FLIR. They're not very like, expensive either. They're yeah. Pretty they're cheap now. dummy cheap. Yeah, so like, they're cheaper than uh night vision. Now. Yeah. Which if you have a pano bridge, you can mm-hmm. run the FLIR on the pano bridge. So you have a set of thermal, and then a 14 knot. Yeah, one issue with those cheap flares is the field of view is really narrow. Um, so navigation would be like almost impossible. Yeah. I like, mean, it'd be like PVS 7s. <laughs> Just look down, fall into a hole. Yeah. It's it's not the greatest time. Um I mean color night vision, I'm, I'm kind of 
not really down for it. Just not. I I I know it's like advanced a lot, but I'm not on the wave yet. Yeah, I haven't seen one that's uh there is one out there. I've seen it um I think um there's a video on TikTok I think of Tac P or uh Fog mm-hmm. Guys using like color nods mm-hmm. and uh or at least they're recording them with it. Mm-hmm. And it actually looked really good. It kind of looks like to what the the Google Pixel does with its night mode. Okay, um, yeah. So it's good. I just I don't know yet. I I haven't gotten hands-on time with it, so I don't have an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of make a general assumption for the most part right now of like how I've seen it used and I'm like I mean it's good, but I don't know yet. I have to get hands-on time with it to have uh, an opinion on multi-color nod. I mean, if they could get it where it has the same definition and contrast as they can get with like a white film uh, or a white foss, um, then it's obviously it'd be better to to be able to have the extra color information. But I wouldn't sacrifice any contrast for the color. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'd rather have something that I know is going to work and that mm-hmm. is going to work 100%. Like, it sucks because, like, Kirk's PVS-14, like, like I said, driving at 65 miles an hour is, like, a nightmare under night vision. <laughs> and uh, having one tube that's focused versus one that's not is really frightening. Like, really, really frightening. Oh, yeah, because you have, like, a near focus and a far <laughs> focus. So well, yeah. so, like, it was there. Yeah. But I had to mess with the aperture or the, uh, was it, the diopter? Uh, the, uh, yeah, or the, ocular. Yeah, the ocular. And um, I could get it just about there, but I couldn't fucking see anything. So I'm, like, <laughs> focusing in the left eye, and I got this whole cross-eyed eye thing going on, and I'm like, uh, what's going on? What time are we at? One hour eight minutes. Check. Yeah, it's it's like one of those things where um, it's like it's like really weird for me because like I've used duels, I've gotten to use duels before, but like driving with it, like f- just like. It, it was it was weird. It was very very weird. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, it's just I. It was fun. I was doing driftos in the Can Ams. <laughs> yeah, I got the one that uh. That, you gotta be like, careful with those things. They're so easy to flip. I know, I know. <laughs> Whenever so we pulled up to like the 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 castle, which was the Connex building. Mm-hmm. Um. Whenever we'd pull in, I wouldn't stop. I'd swing around to the back end, fucking do donuts, and then like swing around. Mm-hmm. We were riding on two wheels when we banked the turn. Like, oh, they, it's so much fun. The Can-Ams are, like, my favorite thing to drive now. He had Polarises, mm-hmm. but we couldn't drive him. He also had four wheels, but we couldn't drive him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ride the four-wheeler, but I probably would have killed myself. <laughs> Knowing me, I would have, like, flipped it on me. Yeah, probably. It's reasonable. Maybe not kill yourself. You just, like, severely know, like, lose a finger or, like. <laughs> Break your back, you know, paralyze from the waist down. <laughs> Lose a finger. Oh yeah. 
dude people like yeah people lose like fingers hands feet i mean you never heard of that no i don't think i have i mean i've heard of like losing feet and limbs but never like a finger well i guess i mean if you lose an arm you lost a finger you lost five of them <laughs> or six depending you, you ever heard of the guy with the six finger I no. Yeah, he's got two pinkies. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I knew people existed with. Well, yeah, it's like three nipples. Okay. Oh well, the three titty lady. From Fifth Element. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Man, there's some there's some crazy shit out there if you look for it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay. <laughs> I do. You okay. I'm Good curious, man. I'm curious. Oh, painting your guns. I guess this is a little little heartfelt question to I mean, the guys that enjoy spray painting guns. What's the what's the question? Painting guns. <laughs> That's not a question. I mean, granted that look what painting your guns painting your guns yes 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 painting your guns that that is the question i guess he's asking like what's our opinion on painting your guns i do whatever you want yeah i mean and if you take a step back let's go let's go further back why do you wear camo to look fly as hell <laughs> God damn it. You wear camo to blend in. What? Okay, yeah. Yeah, you wear camo to blend in no, with your I surroundings. Just, please. Let's be honest. You wear camo for the cloud. I wear M81 that's, for that's the That's why drip. you wear Air R1 for the cloud. Hey, I, I owned it for a while, okay? I had drip, all right? Yeah. I was mastermus dripimus, all right? You'll see it in the in the, uh, in the the episode uh, uh, photo cover. I'll, I'll specifically add a picture of when I was running... Uh, AOR one. The drip lord. The drip. Dripimus Maximus, man. Fucking your mom knows who I am. Um anyway. Uh I mean, if you're if you're gonna wear all camo and then run around the woods with a black gun, it stands out like a sore thumb. Yep. Especially like imagine being on a rock face. Like, oh, yeah. you know Or like in like some dry grass. Yeah. Like, like black is gonna stand out. Like don't get me wrong, black rifles matter. What well, and also like black is fine in small amounts. Like like splotches, right? Yeah, like small like stripes. Like small areas of black are fine, but when you have something as big as like a full rifle that's all black, it stands out. Because nothing in nature is like that dark and that large. Yeah. I mean, you want to be a, like a chameleon. You know, you want to blend in with your surrounding as much as you can. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean like, you know, oh, well, I painted my tan, like my, my black rifle, like tan stripe or like mm-hmm. I did a, I did a grid pattern on it. Now I have to repaint it because I'm going into this environment. You don't have to. 95% of the time, whatever you do to your rifle can easily blend into 95% of environments yeah, minus and, snow. And also the uh 
anything you do is going to be better than just a plain black yeah. rifle. Like you could like with my uh my stoner, I did um I did all tan, but like I did stripes. So mm-hmm. throughout the black there was like tan stripes through it and um I kind of like let it roll onto it mm-hmm. so that way it would like kind of be a bit better. Um I lost it. I lost it in my backyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't find it. And I was like, well, my buddy um, Aaron, back when he played, we couldn't find his gun mm-hmm. at Legends. And he left it. I remember him specifically being in a foxhole off the roadway. <laughs> and we left it there. He was like, hey, I'm going to go take a piss. Watch my rifle. I was like, okay, cool. So I'm watching the roadway. And I was like, fuck, I have to piss. We couldn't find out where we were. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for this, like, what was it? Uh, it was a 110, an M1-110. Mm. So not uh, a small gun. Yeah, no. No, not small at all. And we still lost it. Like, it was painted perfectly to blend mm-hmm. in with the pine needles. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was laying across it, and it took us, like, a good minute. Like, we had to shine a flashlight on it. Yeah. So I, anything you do is going to be way better, which... um. Speaking of anything you do being way better, how's the high cap coming? Oh, I just I just ordered the parts. I have just the parts. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick up the uh, gun tomorrow. <laughs> so, I'm I'm joining the dark side. Ah, uh, man, I've 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 finally broken down and <laughs> I'm getting a high cap. I'm gonna build a. Oh, uh, see now I gotta continue on mine. I don't know where mine is. What have you even done? Did you like? So just put a trigger in it. No, so um I bought the trigger. Yeah. Um I have a um very rare grip on it. I have the Airsoft Masterpiece Blue Skater grip. Oh yeah, the Blue Skater terrain. Yeah. Um which I bought the last one from K uh not KY. Um Alpha Airsoft. Mm-hmm. Um and then I did the Blue Guide Rod. Um mm-hmm. I need a blue barrel for it. Um What slide do you have? Uh, still stock right now. Still stock slide. Um, I'm gonna try to find something. I'm trying to rebuild Corbin's gun. Okay. But like, if Corbin brought his gun into the modern life, like mm-hmm. the modern Kappa gang now, and then I'm solely running it on green gas. Have you seen the uh, tap slides they're making? Yes, I. I like them. I just like the aggressiveness of the masterpiece slides. Like they look mean. Okay. Yeah, See, I actually, I don't like that. I want it like more simple, like just like super like, like not really I, like basic, but for lack of a better term, just like subdued, like subtle, like subpar. No, <laughs> just like not not too flashy, yeah, not, not too not like, like overstated. Fair, like fair. the limb cats with like with like fifty. Cuts down the front. Like see, this. I like the limb cat though. Oh, I can't see. It's so mean. I I can't remember which one. There's like there's one limb cat where it's like got scallop cuts all the way down, and people get them in the two tone. Yeah, that's just that's the like, um, that's the limb cat bobcat, I y- think. Yeah, it's one of them. I know which one you're yeah, talking I, about. We see them all the time. Yeah, people people buy them all the time because they're just like super. It's like it's like glitter on your gun, and it's just like ah. I see. I like that one, but like, so I really I got, like the Edge series. Yeah, I like 
there's an Edge Norris, which I like. Like Chuck Norris? I I don't know what it's named for. Is it, it's is it like Norris. new? Um, it's like a couple years old. It's okay. one of the newer Edge ones, but um, I like it's it's really simple, like smooth sides with like just a little bit of like porting. Yeah, it's so it's got a ported top. It doesn't have any cuts through the side of the slide. Does it have like any like zero cuts? It's it's basically just like a regular twenty eleven side, but it's got some porting on it. Uh, yeah, it's got a a windowed on top, and then it's got a windowed uh, guide rod, but it doesn't have any uh, like, like there's no through cuts on the side. So they're just like kind of like some cut. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen the um? So, but I was looking on the. I website. like four threes. What, I, like one of my favorite slides for high cap is is actually the Costas. Yes, the Costa, the yes. VIPs, and the Costa carries. Yes, I because those are so like sleek and smooth. I don't want to spend money on the Costa slides, so they're fucking ridiculous. Oh no, yeah, I was I was looking, I was like, oh, I don't want to spend that because you can find some without the um the frame yeah because 90 like 95 of the costa slides i've seen have had frames on them mm-hmm. i don't want the fucking frame i don't yeah. want to pay 500 dollars for the the slide and the frame i don't want a fully built upper yeah i don't i was like there's some places that have the frame like just the slides but they're still like 200 yeah and up but that's like that's just like almost like that's that's like buying a Subaru of an of an airsoft masterpiece and then buying a Ferrari of a Costa. Like it just it makes sense why there's a price difference. Yeah. Um, um have you seen the uh the new Falcon Kappas that we just got? No. Dude, I I don't know, man. I don't I I have a love hate relationship with Falcon. Which yeah. I mean, now that I say this, they're probably never gonna sponsor us, but that's okay. They can cry about it. Um, th- so, it it's a 2011. It's kind of similar to what Lancer mm-hmm. came out with. Um, tell me that doesn't look like a John Wick gun. Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent a John Wick gun. Yeah, it's 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 a copy of a the yeah the TTI, which is annoying. Because oh, it also comes with orange tape, by the way. What? It comes with a roll of orange. Is <laughs> <laughs> so that way you can tape your gun up? So, so you can mark it for yep. shipping it to California? Yep. Oh, that's too good. That's funny. Like, I would. High capos are everything. I want more Glock. I really There's do. There's a lot of Glock parts now. Now? Yeah, I was like looking and like places have more Glock slides in stock than they do high cap slides. What are the sites? Uh I was looking on like Rainbow Eight, Airsoft Tiger. Are they for uh, the Elite Force or the TMs? Both. Both? Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's because... about like it's about half and half now. Okay, because I, I was um I was talking to my buddy San Diego and he was wanting to get basically a one to one of his actual Glock. Mm-hmm. And um from what I remember, you know, we didn't have a lot of Glock parts at the time. So, and I couldn't remember what sites had them, but I was like, you can do it, but I would do TM. 
versus Elite Force because TM will have a lot of their OEM stuff still mm. in stock. You know, with Elite yeah. Force, you have to go like through six hoops to find it. Elite Force now, from what I've seen, a lot of places are carrying the Elite Force ones. Perfect. A lot of the aftermarket companies have finally come out with the. Uh, have you seen their baby the parts? The the little baby, uh, not forty. Is it the forty three? That's like the 42. little uh, three eighty. Yeah, forty. Forty three. Forty two. Forty two. That's the three eighty auto, right? I think. Oh, dude, it's so cute. Oh, no, I can't keep them straight. I want it. I want oh, it so yeah. bad. It's so cute. Yeah, they're cool. Like just a little single stack mag, you know. Oh, it's like the cutest little thing. Honestly, if they made more of those like compact and subcompact airsoft guns, people would buy them. Oh yeah, because like nobody makes them. Yeah, well, TM. Yeah. Um, even then, you have to get it overseas. Yeah. Which you'd have to go to Red Wolf or Ichigoya or Rainbow Eight or KY. Yeah. No, no KY wouldn't have it. They're WeTech. They're all WeTech. True. Yeah. But WeTech, they have the um, the twenty threes, the Glock twenty threes. Which one's that one? Uh, it's like that one Anthony has. It's a it's a double stack. So it's like a Glock 19 with like a two inch barrel and a super short uh grip. But it's the oh. same like width. Yeah. Okay. As, uh, like 1917. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I I can't stand them, but I mean, they're there. They're small. Hey, look. We can't stand it, but you got to remember, there's somebody out there that will swear to a Springfield XDM. Mm-hmm. Like, I've managed to convince my brother to buy a Canic or a Glock just to get rid of his XDM compact. Mm. I'm like, dude, I shot it. It is so clunky. It's like shooting, like, with a reciprocating, like, cinder block on the top. <laughs> it's just there's so much moving. It's like a lot of mass. Which yeah. speaking of which, speaking of mass, uh, I now know my next upgrade for my Glock nineteen. Mass driver. Oh yeah. Mass driver. Yeah. Mass driver and a slide cut for a. Have you so, shot one? I'm on the fence about enclosed red dots. I like them. I, after getting I, to shoot Corbins, I really like them, but. I don't want a um, uh, open top or like what I call the convertible sight, which is just that. Like the, the, the panoramic yeah. open emitter. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, like, I'm just I'm scared it's going to like fall and just shatter. <laughs> At least with the enclosed one, uh, I know it'll take a fucking beating. I mean, like the the decent micro dots that are like, like RMRs, Delta Points. They're they're pretty, they're pretty stout, but they're not gonna be as durable as the closed ones. Yeah, it's more material to save it. Yeah, which is why I want to go with the ACO. One thing I can't stand with the open emitters is it's just like if it's sitting in a holster, it's just a bucket to collect all of the crap. Yeah, and then you go to like you bring it up, and you're just your lens is just completely covered in dirt, and like. Like, f- for me, like, I I pull out my 
my carry gun and like I look and it's just like covered in lint. <laughs> it's just like I have to take a pick and like it's it's oh. like belly button lint, but it's in, under my hammer. God, <laughs> I have to like scrape out the lint from it's got my some hammer. like sweat on it. Like. Yeah, and then just imagine having to do that to your red dot every time you pull it out, and you gotta like reach in there and like, oh. and it's on the it's on the inside, so it's like tucked up under the oh. frame. And it's like in where the dots at. Yeah, and if you get any on like on the emitter then you're just like you got no dot yep that's like that's like my biggest fear yeah if you get if you get water in it if it fogs up like (gasps) um so this is really for um the audience to uh engage back real quick back to pinning your gun if you want to make it like look silly or whatever do it yeah airsoft have fun if you want it like like pink and blue cotton candy go for it like at the end of the day, you gotta remember, we're just silly war nerds that like playing silly war games. Okay, Josh Warren said it best. Look, I say, eighty percent of airsoft is looking cool, and yep. if you think you're like Deadpool cosplay <laughs> with your like red and black Desert Eagles, this looks cool. Go for it. By all That's means. All you. Airsoft is a place for you to express yourself mm-hmm. um, where like we don't judge despite what other people do. Um, that's only the 1%. Just remember that. Um, by the way, these Templar plate carriers look fucking sick. That does look really cool. Um, that, that does look really cool. Like you, do what you want to do, man. Like, you know, if you want to cosplay, if you want to like, you Chase know, your bliss. Yeah, if you want to wear your dad's shit that he wore back in, like, fucking Vietnam, do it. Mm-hmm. Like, by all means. Like, there's actually a big Vietnam community down in Houston. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Like, nobody's going to judge you. I mean, they are, but, like, don't let it get to you. Like, mm-hmm. people are assholes. People are dickheads. It's just how the world's going to work. You know, you're going to... You could... <laughs> yeah, but if for, for, for as many people who are going to judge you... There's just as many who are gonna admire you for, yeah. for being, like, being different, being yeah yourself, like being having genuine. the balls to wear whatever you want to wear. Yeah, you know, because like you're gonna get your typical multicam guys. You know, you're gonna get mm-hmm. your your I want to be fog. Like, cool, <laughs> dude, cool. And really quick, if somebody can enlighten me. Why is Ford's op- uh, Forward Observation Group so fucking popular right now? Like, what just, like, blew up? Dude, their Instagram. Their Instagram <laughs> game is strong. It fucking, yeah, it is. Holy shit. Anything they post is a goddamn recruitment video. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Bro, where are the SEALs? Where's their recruitment video? It's funny because they, like, never actually show anything, like cool they don't show them doing the cool stuff what do you mean did you not see the one of them like crawling out of a roof with uh with the uh m17 flux with nods i mean yeah but like that not, that's like, cool i mean i guess but like i want like i want to like see action, action. yeah <laughs> like yeah. i mean i I would like to see it too. That's why I used to follow 75th Rangers on um 
like just the hashtag because mm-hmm. like you could get a lot of ranger combat footage out of it and it was like really cool to see because i mean mm-hmm. g- granted i'm a big uh marine raider uh fan 100 uh, percent depending on my uh <laughs> oh, why did you have to burp i just wanted the to microphone? i just wanted to um i feel like i haven't burped on mic yet so might as well just do it now um yeah i'm a big raider fanboy um and Marsoc, but like Rangers is like what I'd do if I couldn't make Marsoc. Like, I'd do that or Raiders, but I have to run like eight, four miles in 40 minutes, which <laughs> is an eight minute mile. I'm all right. I don't know what it is, but I feel like every Ranger that I've ever met is like a hipster. Have you noticed that? Like they all skate, they all like drink and like drink coffee and like do very hipsterish things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've definitely noticed that. I mean, it's like cause it's Sean, not a bad thing. It's just something I've noticed. Well, literally every video of any ranger I've seen is either skateboarding or doing something that's very hipster. And it's really fucking funny to me. Because <laughs> Sean skateboards. He does all this stuff. Like, he does all this stuff. And it's so fucking hipster. After being yeah. a badass, you would think he'd be, like, you know, out here shooting guns, like, going to fucking, like, gun ranges and, like, gun shows, going to, like, test, like, HK products. Nah, bro, he just skates. Mm-hmm. And just hangs out with his kid. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. Man, team life is weird. Like, yeah. I'm scared to join any special force now because I'm going to be a hipster. That's all I'm going to be. I don't know. My, uh, I don't know. My, co- my cousin's husband's not a hipster. He's, uh, he's SF. Any particular? Can't say. Ah, ah, okay. So like psyops. Can I neither confirm nor deny? <laughs> uh, but no, he's a direct action. Ah. Ah. So basically, if he listens to his podcast, uh, he's been outed. Sort of. Well, Not really. I mean, I haven't said his name. Well, that. Fair. Well, you did say husband. Yes. So. Make your Facebook private now. I don't even think you're I'm on not, Facebook. I have a Facebook. It's I think it's still on. But, I mean, I'm not friends with him on Facebook. Fair. Are you friends with your cousin? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. fair. I'm friends with my cousins because, I mean, out of, well, I'm friends with all of my, like, dad's family's cousins. Like, my mom's family's cousins, they're just, like, they're there. Like, we see them every now and then, but, like, I talk to my dad's side way more. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. My co- my cousins always come down. They're super fucking cool. They, mm-hmm. like, they, I was gonna, I was gonna say something, <laughs> not, not, not. Thought better of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're learning. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, look. Look, you said in episode three, I'd probably say some racist shit. 
No, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen with me, okay? Doesn't fucking happen. Okay. okay. Somebody else put a question up on the thing yet? No, this is why I probably should have asked TikTok. <laughs> Versus a wide spanned audience. I might do that later tonight, post on TikTok. Do you want to um, talk about the uh, new facility? Um. Did you uh did you do the test play? No. 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 Yeah, you were out. Yeah, I don't have any rifle. Well, I do. I just don't want to run my HPA. Hmm. Um so I can seeing how we're about to open, um I'm going to only release so much detail. Um So it's different. Um yeah as many would expect us moving into a Walmart. Um, there are two stories uh, to the uh, to the facility. Well, well, on the play floor, not to the facility. Um, it's, it's a lot more professional, um, in my opinion and in Kurt's opinion. Um, we're going to be adding a new system soon, which I think you heard about the... Uh, skirmish system I did not so essentially um which big shout out to them cause like they're actually making like really big strides in what they're doing um it's an RFID system where if you don't want to pay 15 bucks to get your own um we'll give you a, well you'll pay like I think 2 bucks or 5 bucks for a generic one mm. but it won't track your stats so okay. we'll have like a leaderboard and everything of like, you know, who's the most team player. Um, and you get like rankings, like you get butcher, you get like, you know, community, like there's different like prestiges. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, generalize it. Um, and then we're going to have these RFID boxes in the, uh, in certain areas that are like capturable objectives, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you know, collection points, all this stuff. Um, it's really going to engage you as a player to actually play the objective because, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it a thousand times more, any indoor facility, you know, you can have TDM, you can have Conquest, it's all based on the players. And Mm -hmm. if you don't give them an incentive or, like, something to work towards, then they're not going to play the objective. So it's just going to be team deathmatch, but with an objective on the field. That's... Mm -hmm what what it was like at the old place so now we're like encouraging you to actually play the objective be a team player you know help people you know do something mm-hmm. um but that's going to be really cool um unfortunately there's already a frost in the skirmish system so i can't get <laughs> frost i have to be frosty boy 223 um um the kitchen um we're going to be opening up our kitchen uh, more, so it's mm-hmm. not going to just be pizza and mozzarella sticks and fries and wings. We're, we have a whole flat top. We got deep bay fryers. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be cooking, like, street tacos. Like, whatever we can cook on a flat top, we're cooking that bitch on a flat top. Philly cheesesteaks? Yes. Yes. Um, I'll definitely run that by Kyle. Um, mm-hmm. Wednesday nights are going to be... Um, 
21 and up nights still. Um, we will be serving now. We have a full functioning bar. Uh, so if you want to come check out the bunker uh, on a Wednesday night, definitely do. Um, you have to be 20 and up, 21 and up to purchase alcohol. Uh, you, Obviously. you know, silly fools. Um, you, we will have like a, a marking system so that way we don't overserve. Um, mm-hmm. You get, I think it's, I think three beer max is the total. Okay. Um, yeah. On the third one, we cut your wristband, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much like your cutoff. You know, mm-hmm. you can't buy from us anymore. Um, it's actually really cool. Um, there's like some like some cool things we'll do with the bar. Yeah. The uh, the party rooms are super sick. Um, I have I a, like the new party rooms. They're big. Yeah. If you look in the second party room, there's like a scorch mark on the wall. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was from me. Um, so oh, oh, I wish the I wish it was open already, so that way I could tell the horror stories of everything. But um, essentially, future, future stories. Yeah. Essentially, I'll give you the gist of why the scorch mark is on there. Um. When they were wiring the plugs, it was supposed to be 125 volts, like 125. Mm -hmm. It was 125 when they wired it, and then they cross-wired it into the 240-volt line. So I go to plug the power strip in, and and it's sitting on the uh, ladder that I'm on. Mm. And so when I plug it in, I just hear this boom. I was like, uh, and my hand is like tingling. And the the strip is on fire, <laughs> like it, it like blew out and like went on my arm and like heated up my face. So I jump off the ladder, and then I apparently take the power strip with me, and it's like swinging on the wall while like spewing <laughs> well, fumes. So I unplug it from the wall, and I just like my heart is racing, my chest is tight, and um. So I open the door and I'll, I yell, "Kurt, Kurt, Kurt, fire extinguisher." And then I just like I just I, I sat down at the door because I knew it wasn't on fire, but like I wanted a fire extinguisher just in case it relit. Yeah. But like I was just sitting in the doorway, like what the fuck just happened? Like I did not expect that to happen. And shortly after, Kurt ended up grabbing a 240 volt line and uh, popped the breaker after he grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Randall grabbed a uh, positive terminal on the uh, on the bus. So so far, three out of the four guys have been zapped. Um, yeah, it's it's been a lot of up and downs building the facility. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of uh, tear shed. Um, but this is honestly going to be the field that uh, that will change the game for us. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, as much as we missed the old spring location, that was definitely the beta test. Now we're, you know, fully releasing the game. Yeah. And one thing I can say is, so at the spring, we already had like a structure when we got there. And, yeah. and so we, we couldn't do everything we wanted, but with this, with a blank slate yep, from the ground up designed specifically to be the best indoor field it could be. Yeah. So whenever I got in in January, um, it was pretty much nothing. Uh, it was nothing but a pharmacy. Um, everything was stripped out. Uh, the shooting range was actually just a break room 
the bank was still a bank. Um, basically, all the walls that were put in place were not there. Mm-hmm. So I was just driving a lift around trying to run camera cable. Um, and to what it is now is actually really cool. Because mm-hmm. like, it's like I got to watch it and be a part of the buildup this time. Yeah. Um, so check in. Um, essentially, when you walk in, uh, you're met with two doors now. Um, instead of walking through the store to get to us, you're actually going to break a left through the vestibule and go into the field. Mm-hmm. Um, from then, from there, you'll walk down the hallway over to check in, check in, go set your stuff down, get your gun chronoed in the other vestibule, and then go play. Um, essentially, everything's going to... We're going to, it's going to be a little chaos for the first week, but we're going to try to work out the jazz. Um, we got some new hires in, um, they're actually really solid. Um, I think they're going to be really good. Um, I told them, you know, at most try to master check-in and chrono reffing mm-hmm. is like, reffing is in my opinion, easy for me, but that's because I know how to be unbiased. I was mm-hmm. a manager at AMC and I used to work with a lot of my friends, so you know, you have to be unbiased towards your friends. So apply that here at high ground and you'll be set. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about pyro yet. Um, yeah. because apparently they set one off and it set off an alarm. So we're not mm. too sure about it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that we still get to use it, but if we don't, I'm sorry. I love y'all, but I'm sorry, man. That would suck. Yeah. Because pyro sales would go down. Yeah, I just bought like <laughs> 24 grenades. Oh, man. I wish I would have taken some out with uh, me to Oklahoma because it would have been nice when we were oh, doing the yeah. airsoft portion, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy to me. Um, to segue out, um, don't get me wrong. I love my buddy. You know, I was a I was a fan before I became a friend, and uh, like I'll say it a million times, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that get that like opportunity to become friends with their idols. Mm-hmm. Um, not everything has to be a philosophy when it comes to shooting. You know, every shooter every shooter is different. You know, I shoot differently than you. You shoot differently than me. Mm-hmm. You know, we shoot with like what's comfortable, um, and. Not everything has to be down to a philosophy. You don't have to go off of what Travis Haley says. You don't have to agree with what Travis Haley says. You don't have to agree with what Lucas says. You don't have to agree with what anybody says, really. Mm -hmm. But, like, they teach well, and they teach you good habits. But, you know, you can even, like, I explain it like how I learned how to pitch stubs at AMC. I never knew how to sell a stubs card. Mm -hmm. But I listened to people around me. And I kind of pulled what I liked from them and I pulled what I liked from the others and I just like kind of threw it into a pot, stirred, like stirred it around and then boom, I had a sales mm-hmm. pitch. You know, you can do that with shooting. You know, you can pick things that you like, things that work for you. Yeah, you, you know, try new things Yeah, and keep, keep the best. Yeah. yeah, you know, do what works for you the most, you know, whatever gets you the results. Mm-hmm. And um, which um, when it came to room clearing, um. I remember David explaining this and I was just like, I looked over at my other buddy, San Diego, and I was like, this is a lot like marching band. He goes, wait, you were in marching band? I was like, yeah. 
He goes, this is exactly like marching band. Mm, and mm-hmm. because we were both put together to clear the rooms, mm-hmm. we did fucking, like, phenomenal. Because yeah. we, we both, like, understood how each other moved, and we knew mm-hmm. how to move as a unit um, and walk as a unit, you know. There's a, there's a method to clearing rooms, especially um, with the new um, pie method. Uh, or well, not really new, but what everybody's now learning is how yeah, to pie a like room perfectly. The, the yeah. slow crawl the door, basically start yeah, with your zero percent and then get to mm-hmm. ninety, and then take the rest and clear that ten percent that you can't see. Yeah, the uh, there, there's a bunch of words for it. It's like, um, it's like I've I've heard it described as like deliberate clearing, um, or like. Like, I just know it is correct. Like clear. low exposure. Um, yeah. But it's essentially. Or like external clearing. Yeah. It's going off of um, the basics of being able to clear the room before clearing the room. Yeah. Clear it, clear it from the position of most safety. Yeah. Was essentially increase your maximum standoff distance and minimum exposure. Yeah. And what's crazy is. Um, how David didn't like blocking where Mm. essentially you have somebody clear the room and the other blocks the door. Oh, so that way they're holding essentially rear. Um, okay. So like, and the, and like the case that you're doing a blow through, Mm -hmm. um, where you're just kind of moving through the rooms, you Mm -hmm. know, you, you have somebody go in, check the rooms, you know, if there's a target, take down the target, but you have somebody blocking the door so that way you can't have somebody creep up behind you because the last thing you want to do is come out of the room and then get an, a firefight initiated on you. You'd rather be the one to initiate the yeah. fight on them and mm-hmm. get the upper hand because, like, you don't want them to overpower what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big shout-out to uh, Gian who's asking me uh, where where the podcast is on. Uh One second while I respond to him. Um, yeah, I, I've i always gone through that where I want to be the one to initiate the fight because then I have control. There's no way for me to lose control mm-hmm. of that fight if I initiate it. I now have the upper hand of knowing what he's moving on versus getting bunkered down in a room. Yeah, you can, you can control as many variables as you can. Uh-huh. Yeah, um... It's even like, um, fuck, uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, one man. Yeah. If you're like, if you're point man and you're overthinking, you need to stop doing that because Mm -hmm. there's literally no way for you to fuck up. Oh yeah. Dude, you are always right. Yeah. Point man is always right everybody else mm-hmm. just picks up the slack yeah so you can never be wrong even if you took a right step into the into a room they're going to pick up the left if you took a mm-hmm. left step they're going to pick up the the right if you took a straight step they're going to pick up the left and right it doesn't yeah. matter you know you initiate how everybody else is going to work around you mm-hmm. and not a lot of people like get that kind of training or understand that because there's mm-hmm. not a lot of people out. Well, there are a lot of people out there that teach it, but you normally have to pay for those classes. Yeah, and I've always been like, kind of like, not really pretentious. Um, 
more so um, like annoyed at the fact that you have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. you know, you would think it should be free. You know, you would want everybody to know these kind of things. But then again, you know, everybody wants to make money, so. Yeah, I mean, they spend their time and have expenses for for travel and everything yeah. to, to get out to these classes to teach people. But yeah, it is expensive. Yeah, um, the sailing arms one was fucking expensive that they did at high ground. Yeah, like I just I don't. If it's, like, top-tier training like that, where you're getting, Mm -hmm. like, training from, like, instructors that have been in, well, you know, I would pay for that. But, like, you know, like, there should be generic tactics out there on the internet. Like, just out there. I mean, you can find it. There's some. Yeah. There's also, I have a grievance with warming up when it comes to shooting. Warming up? Yeah, like, warm-up drills. Like, for me, whenever I was in band, I maybe did about six scales and then Mm. just warm up long tones and then breathing, and then I went into practicing. Mm -hmm. What what is, like, a good set of warm-up drills for you to do that would, like, get you warmed up and uh, ready to run, like, courses of fire? I mean... Pretty much, um, I don't know. I like doing, uh, I can't, there's a one R one. Yeah. One reloader runs go to probably do some of those. There's a, uh, one thing I like is, um, I saw this from, uh, uh, Mojo is, uh, you do draw and fire and then holster and you inc- increase the number of rounds. Yeah, it's like... Um, so you draw, fire one, two, holster, four, draw, fire two, yeah. holster. It's, um, it's one, four, six, something like that. Uh, me and mm-hmm. Austin were talking about it on the drive back from home or from Oklahoma, and um, that's a really good one. The build drill's okay. I just... I mean, six-round dumps, I mean, that's just teaching you, like, I, like, I prefer one-ups, um, one-R-ones, uh, mojos. I think, so the build drill is a good warm-up, in my opinion. It's not something you do all the time. It's maybe, like, if you've had some time down, you do it as a... It's like... That's one of those things, like, if you... Do, like, at the start of the week. If you don't practice that, when you... If you have to fire six, seven, eight rounds in a row, you're not going to be used to that, so your body's not going to, like... Understand yeah. the If the you're concept. always only doing, like, like ones or double taps or even triple taps, like, sometimes you have to fire more than that. Yeah. And, and then if your body's, like, always used to, all right, gun up, Fire two rounds, gun down. Gun up, fire two rounds, gun down. Um you you don't have the, the cadence. Yeah. Um to, which is, to like sustain um, which what those. they what we're uh, And also you don't know the cadence of your weapon. 
Yeah. So that's the big thing of being able to fire consistently at speed is being used to the actual cadence of how your gun works, how fast you can reset the trigger, um, how far you have to go, uh, being able to anticipate and counteract the recoil to be on target as fast as possible. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're dumping at least six rounds, maybe two, maybe four of those rounds are going to hit target. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's a man-sized target, uh, that's, like, actively, like, not really fleeing, but actively engaging on, mm-hmm. a, on a target, maybe four out of those six are going to hit, but two are always going to miss at mm-hmm. some point. You know, paper targets don't move, but, you know, human targets do. So, you know, and the way to do a build drill, if you don't understand the cadence for it, every cadence is a little bit different. A one, two, three, four, five, six is a really good cadence to learn. Um, mm-hmm. I would do a, I would do a one, two, three, one, two, three, um, where I'd have a split in mm-hmm. between it. Um, cause you know, it's one, two, three, 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 one, two, three. It's like six, eight, um, time signature, which music helps me. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of shoot fast. My my hardest thing to shoot fast is a pistol. Like especially my Glock right now, it's like the I don't like my trigger. I liked mm. it. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I I just need more pistol time. That's all it is. Like I just need to get more used to it. Because mm-hmm. like that's the one thing that's like killing me right now. It's just like recoil. Management. That's one thing I notice is like if I don't shoot my pistol often. Like, every time I go to shoot it, like, the first magazine is, like, getting the feel for it again. Yeah. It's, like, the first magazine, I'm, like, the recoil is a little off. The trigger pull's a little off. I'm yeah. I'm, like, not not in the cadence. Yeah, it's just understanding then, like, the platform again. After, after, like, 10 shots, I'm, like, okay, I got it now. Um, shoot so fucking 15-round grouping all in the A zone. With one in the tee box, just for fun. You never do that. <laughs> no, I just, I just do all A zone. You you never shoot T zones. You never shoot T boxes. I don't do T box. Um, often. Um, it's not really. Um, cause I I shoot for um, uh, self defense. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather you know, try to stop the threat and then just completely eliminate the threat. But like, well, it's best way to stop. The yeah, threat. I know. <laughs> I, I just know I'm going to miss a round going for the T box versus dumping the 15 block. into the gut. Like, I don't uh, know if I can get a T box shot, I'll get a T box shot. But like, I, I mean, can't. So it has its place. Definitely for the most part, if you're under stress, that's not what you're going to shoot. Yeah. You're going to want to aim for you're the gonna shoot biggest mass. part of the body. Yeah. Like, what's the one thing you can hit with 15 rounds and not miss? The torso. Yeah. But what if you don't have a full torso to shoot at? Fair. You know, what? hit what you can hit. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, fucking blow a freaking shoulder off. Yeah. Take a bicep. Shoot him in the foot. Rittenhouse him. Shoot him in the pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> shoot shoot whatever you can hit but if you only train to shoot at torsos fair you're only going to be able to shoot at torsos yeah i should do some t-box training <laughs> yeah and it's a so it's an easy way to like 
add a variation if you only have one target at one distance. Um, it's a good way to change up the cadence where it's like you can do really quick into the A zone or just like really quick into the C zone and then and then you have to transition your cadence to that slower get yeah. the accurate shots. Because like there's probably like a handful of people that can like dump into the T box and hold a consistent grouping. I so I actually really like doing T box. The Mozambiques, the FTN drills. Two to the chest, one to the head. <laughs> I mean, it's a good drill. Or if you want to get crazy, three to the chest, two to the head. <laughs> oh my lord! That's I watched. The, uh, uh, I watched San Diego when we breached the front, the front room. We cleared it. We breached the next room. Target was right there when he swung the door open. And he just flicks at the full auto and dumps the head. I was like, "Dog, <laughs> <laughs> your inner marine came out." God damn. Just 80 rounds to the head. It's fine. No head. No. Um, no, but I actually, that's actually a really good warm-up for me is doing those, like, um, I can't remember what it's called, but, like, you do, like, you increase your, your volume and then decrease it. We, like, do one... And the next one you do two, and the next you do three, all it's the way up to uh, five, and then work. It's your teaching way back you down. throttle control, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why um, I don't. I'll either do that, or I'll do two, two, four, two, two. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, where it's um, oh fuck, um, it's one, 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 one where basically. You start on the left target. For the podcast and listeners, you, he's yeah. transitioning from uh, <laughs> from left to right, starting in the center. Yeah. So you do you do the center, and then you do one or target to the left, leftmost. one target to the right, leftmost target. Oh, you start on the outside. Yeah. So you so you, well you go left target, next target, left target, next target. So you're always hitting the leftmost target, but it's teaching you, um, basically, um, you know getting your sight on target because you know it's it's hard to pit like keep your sight like somewhat like it's target acquisition in a way yeah um i've i've always seen it done where it's like you'll have like three or five uh targets and you you start in the center and then work your way to the outside and then work your way back in okay yeah we did it a little bit differently okay um where it's like you're you're always going back to the same target yeah Okay. Yeah, so in a way, you're still going back to the same. You're just doing it a little bit differently. Yeah, you're still doing the transitions, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. just, it's it's a little rougher to go far left every single time because you're having to swing all the way back whenever you hit the furthest most target. And so it, it helps you to, you know, swing back and then get back on target immediately, you know, mm-hmm. versus one, like, bang, 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 like, Right, it's like center left, center left, center right, center right. You know, you're not giving yourself too much to pivot. You know, you're kind of just doing like. Well, a, you go a from cone. so you do center left, right, and then you go farther left. Okay, farther so you right, so now you're okay, and then you go. Okay, I didn't understand the course yeah. of fire. <laughs> yeah, so it's like if you have like five targets, you do three, four, two, five, one. Five, two, four, three. Okay. Okay. So you're like zigzagging 
out and then back in. Okay. That so makes more sense. So you get the sense. full like twist. Okay. That works. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to do. It. I mean, there's multiple ways to set that up. Yeah, I mean, any anything that gives you that like transitioning um, um and they have to be spaced for a good transition drill it has to be spaced far enough apart um that you actually have to like yeah you have uh, to like you move. have to roll your hips yeah to be able to yeah you don't want to just be able to like do it all with your shoulders um uh i correlate it to um presenting your horn in marching band mm-hmm. where um essentially you should be if you can turn your body while facing flat and then turn it 90 degrees to the left and not have to move your hips there's a problem you know you should you know you're gonna have to slightly adjust your hips to get to that 90 degree flat face um Mm -hmm. it's not going to be comfortable but you know you know once you get used to it you can do it pretty easily Mm -hmm. i enjoy shooting under fire or shooting under shooting and moving um, Lucas's mm-hmm. drill, the, um, what was it? 300 to 100 to 50 where like you, it's like a, you land four shots at 300. Then you have to, uh, full, full sprint run to a hundred yards yeah, I, uh, or a hundred meters. Yeah. I've heard those called suicides. Yeah. Where you like, basically, you start at your farthest distance and then you run either depending on how far you have you sprint 50 or 100 meters closer yep um i i really yeah. like doing those because like you can shoot 300 that's usually like my end of the day thing yeah that's like a burnout where it's like i've already i'm warmed up i've already gotten like all my reps in and i'm like all right i'm going to run suicides until i collapse yeah yeah basically yeah. It's like what I do in the gym, uh, where I like for a good burnout or a good overload, mm-hmm. I'll just like find like the one that I've already done and then essentially do it at like the highest weight I know I can do. Mm-hmm. Crank out as many reps until failure, drop the weight down by ten, go till failure, and eventually it gives you the sick, like juiciest pump you can get. <laughs> like by the time you're done, 10 pounds is going to feel like a thousand mm-hmm. like you're you're and you're just going to keep curling 10 like you're going to be able to do like 100 reps of 10 on a curl mm-hmm. until like you get to 101 and then it gets fucking drastically heavy mm-hmm. like and that's like your your muscles won't be ready for that and doing that with a burnout for shooting is really really nice because it like at the end of the day it's like you feel proud that you did it especially like you know Shooting and moving is hard. Like, or well, shooting, moving, and then shooting again is really hard because then your body is like starting to understand fatigue. Like, your body's going to be like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, you yeah. want me to stay still now? You just ran like 200 meters, bro. Yeah. After, uh, and if you really want to do it right, you got to change your uh, height as well. Like, your body height? Yeah, because it's one thing like, to, like, okay. run 100 meters, to, like, hit a target, run 100 meters, hit a target, run 100 meters, hit a target, but run 100 meters, so start prone, hit a target, get up, run 100 meters, get down, hit a target, get up, run 100 meters. Yeah. Because then you're getting the, 
is just so much more straining than if you have to keep standing. Yeah. Especially if you have kid on. Like picking up all that extra weight off the floor. Yeah. It's and essentially it kind of so like faster. just deadlifting. Yeah. Yeah, we're just like pick your weight off the ground. Yeah, which... but like going like starting prone, next station prone, next station kneeling, yeah. next station standing. Yeah, just um, like just make it take a toll on your body. Like just crossfit it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just crossfit. You're always making fun of crossfit. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it it's the only time it makes sense, man. <laughs> The only time it makes sense. CrossFit is just tactical training without the guns. <laughs> That's don't quote me on that. That's that was a joke. <laughs> nope, you heard it here first. That was a joke. Look, if you're gonna wear a weight vest, you might as well carry a rifle too. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the guys that own five eleven tactex. It's like, oh it's my crop fist uh crop cross crossfit vest. Alright, that's cool. Still weird. Bought a five eleven plate carrier. My only issue with the five eleven tactex is nobody ever adjusts them to fit right. <laughs> the shoulder straps are always way too long and they're hanging down Yep. Yep. And like I half the people don't even know that you can adjust the shoulder straps on those. Is isn't there like a video on it? You can I do just, it? I'm sure there is, but like, like the were, shoulder straps are adjustable. So like you Tim Kennedy adjust. himself, like yeah. adjusting the straps. Yeah, I just if you get them adjusted right, they're super comfortable. I feel like there's better plate carriers out there, in my opinion. Oh yeah, there's for like, sure there's better plate carriers. Like you would get more out of an LV119 than you would out of a Tactic. An LV119 is fairly light. The CPC. I will say one thing about the Tech Tech is the sh- the shoulder straps are designed so it's like that yoke shape. So it carries load on your shoulders really well. Yeah. I mean, it's load bearing. Yeah. But it's just. But I mean, if you have a, a properly fitted on. plate carrier of any kind, it's going to carry the load well. Yeah. Like the AVS is meant to. It has a very similar load. like shoulder. Yeah. Yoke. That, that fat, thick like massive shoulder yeah which i actually like the way the avs is set up where the harness is actually with the shoulder pad or the shoulder pads are with the harness Mm -hmm. so it's basically just like a giant hug and it essentially uh it does what the ospreys do um where you have the um the center waist strap Mm -hmm. and then whenever you put everything else on it picks up, it all kind of lifts. Uh, that's yeah, that's well, what it's the designed did. like a uh, like a rucksack. Yeah, where yeah. it's got the the shoulder pads and the waist belt. Yeah, where you you cinch down the waist and it puts the load on the yeah. on your hips instead. That, that was the cool part about running yeah. the Osprey. Yeah, because it like whenever you velcro the outside portion down, mm-hmm. it just kind of lifts up and you don't feel any weight on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is actually really cool. And I ran plates in that. Mm-hmm. Or, well, ceramic with Kevlar mixture. Yeah, it was, yeah, weird, it was like, that weird. Soft with the single. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> really, really weird. Oh, I should have taken that up there to go shoot it. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Man, shooting at targets with armor. 
get closer to the microphone. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, my bad, my bad. I was like, yeah, it sounds quiet on my end, but like, I'm also kind of projecting. I was trying to also stop the, the popping. Just don't breathe so hard. <sighs> I'm a big man, okay? Okay. Fuck. Big man, big lungs, big pops. Yes, big, 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 big lungs. Big old, big old lungs. Um, Also, one thing is, so all of the drills that we talked about, you could do with airsoft or real guns. Yes. Yeah. And all of those skills transfer. Yes. Um, Lucas did a really good video on that mm-hmm. with uh, the shooter from uh, China? Taiwan? Uh, Japan. Japan. Yeah, Liku, he's from Japan. Okay, yeah. That's actually one of the reasons why I want to get a gas ball back is because it'll help mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I'm not scared of recoil. My only thing is just, like, understanding it. It's, like, the hard part for me. It's, like, I forget about it, and I forget that this gun's going to kick this way. This gun's going to be a little bit easier with recoil mitigation versus, like, you know, realizing it's there. Yeah, that's that's one thing about like I do like having the gas blowback, just to remind me that like oh you actually have to keep this in the shoulder. Yeah, versus with an AG like, where AG I can just, like, just kind of like float it yeah. over near your shoulder. And... Yeah, that was the biggest culprit for me whenever I shot up in Oklahoma at the other mm-hmm. flat range, was whenever I went to go shoulder it, like half the magpul stock was just sitting on my uh, collarbone. Oh, you just get like the bottom, yeah, uh, just yeah. the heel, like right in here. Yeah, it was the funniest part for yeah. me because they're like, "Stop doing that! That's wrong." I was like, "Sorry." I've actually seen like credible instructors say that's what you should do, and I've always been like, eh, "Yeah," on the fence eh, about it. I'm like, uh, eh. what are your qualifications? They're like, you should have the buffer tube like above the line of your like shoulder that, and i'm like mm, no i mean if you could shoot that way go for it but like that's not i wouldn't say that's the ideal the best way. way there are better ways of doing things uh, yeah i don't know i don't know yeah, i mean on an ar it doesn't matter that much because like it's, it's like, not that much yeah it's recoiling anymore. little nothing like, I got, sh- I almost got to shoot Nick A. Almost. Almost? Yeah. 7.62. You've shot mine, have No. You've never shot nope. mine? Well, yours is also uh, 545, right? No, it's 7.62. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't shot yours. You want to just go out back really quick and shoot it? No. We're going to take the people with us? <laughs> no. We'll just do a little desk, little desk pop? No. No. What the? I'm looking up. Wait, did you put freaking, uh, did you put fuzz on your helmet? Yeah, I put burlap. Oh, man. That's gnarly. Yeah. I'm like a big fan of that. Uh, yeah. Man. I I never see anyone do it. I'm, I'm kind of confused why, because it works better than the netting. It's, it's up at D14. Doing the actual. There's guys uh, that do it. Oh, uh, there are? Yeah. Okay. They, um. For those who can't, uh see through their ears um i put uh the gilly burlap twine uh onto my uh helmet cover yeah it's actually a really good way to um 
break up your signature um, whenever you're looking at somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of why, um, was it, the Israelis run the puba? Yeah. Yeah, the big the big floppy. Yeah, the big um, old chef's hat. One thing it's really good for is uh, reflection. Um, it it breaks up the texture and it's not reflective, so it uh, it doesn't it doesn't stand out as like different uh, like reflectivity. Because even if you have like a painted helmet, um, if you're looking at like dirt and then a painted helmet, like it's gonna stick. You'll out. be able to see like with the sun hitting it. Yeah, you can see like oh, this is a little a little shiny, a little brighter. Yeah, um, you want it to be matte. Yeah, so you get like no glare off it, um, and then also it adds volume to the your outline, um, which breaks up the shape. Because if you have like a perfectly round helmet, like even with a helmet cover, with some of the camouflage, it helps. But even still, um, the you still get like this perfect spherical helmet shaped outline. Yeah, I mean, so at least when they try like, to shoot at it, they miss you. <laughs> eh, yeah, true. But I always liked it because um, it it breaks up your your head signature a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, yeah, it's, it, it's it breaks that outline. It makes the edges rougher. Yeah, it makes you blend in better. So that way, it's like, what the fuck is that thing bouncing over there? Yeah, is which that a bush? I mean, you you do the same thing with the camo netting, but the the like the burlap twine just works better because you can just add so much more volume to it. Yeah. I like the um the strips. Like the ranger like esque strips that they do. Like the really, like it's basically like um like tan cloth that's just like really, really matte and dusty mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. just like kinda tie into the netting and it and it eventually just becomes this big ass fucking like like headbanger like yeah 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 it looks really cool the tactical um, dreadlocks yeah yeah um there's the video of them firing the gustav and you just see all of theirs just go whoom, and it just like flies up i was like that's really fucking cool they they used to do it with the um mitches way yeah. back and now they do them with the uh bumps which well, is really cool all, it, well yeah it goes all the way back to world war Two. yeah it i mean the, it just uh, works paratroopers used to do that they'd they'd uh rip up uh potato sacks and use the burlap tie it into their uh the netting on their uh, helmets i think i should do one yeah go for it go i got buy like tons of burlap left oh, i was gonna go buy a sack of potatoes oh yeah do that too and just it like, actually it looks really good when you do the burlap string with uh actual torn fabric yeah um you'll see that with like uh british snipers they like really? to do, yeah. They like to use the the big strips with the string. And it just adds really nice. adds even more like variation and texture. Okay, okay. The yep. more you know, guys. Yep. Yep. You are learning more and more on this podcast. Even more of a staple as to why we should have said "cursed with knowledge." Do you know where uh, ghillie suits come from? So, I don't know if this is true or not, but. I heard that for every sniper that earns his ghillie suit, he's hunted down the ghillie man and then stripped him of his ghillie. For a second, <laughs> I thought you were going to get an actual answer. <laughs> no, I don't but, know how. Um, so they originate from uh, Scottish hunters. Um, so Scottish hunting guides 
basically developed this like camouflage suit where they would literally just take like sackcloth and dye it green and brown and just like add it and tie it and add add vegetation and over their whole career they just kept adding into it and it made this big like bush yeah basically <laughs> just like big camouflage suit that's actually not that, bad. uh uh ducks can't see and people too <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but uh that's where the the dill- gillies came from crazy and then up the Appar- more apparently gilly has something to do with like some scottish like term words uh, yeah. yeah some some scott word of like blending in i think it was like hunter or something probably cuz so it's gilly. like a hunter hunter suit or whatever yeah like gilly suit i mean it works oh yeah works great better than fucking real tree fucking hot as hell <laughs> well yeah you're wearing a fucking burlap like yeah you're basically burlap like, and 110 <laughs> that has no way of venting you're basically like wearing a duvet oh man but um oh not the duvet <laughs> but it's actually nice on the helmet though because it actually keeps your helmet cooler <laughs> Because it keeps the it insulates yeah, it, it from the sun. Yeah, just don't do it in black, or else it'll counteract that insulation aspect. Also, you just it wouldn't be camouflaged. <laughs> Would be for <laughs> night. It's space camouflage. I, fr- frost. <laughs> we need ghillie suits Where, in space. Wearing black at night makes no sense. <laughs> it makes some sense. But also, like, so so it's nighttime, and you're in the woods. I, what's going to look different? Woodland camouflage or black camouflage? So you're, you're in the woods, is and like everything moonlight? around you is colored green and brown. <laughs> Fair. There. So yeah. if you are also colored green and brown, you're gonna look yeah. the same. <laughs> Versus wearing black. Where like black is not gonna stand out at night, because because when uh when it's dark you lose color uh, perception. Yeah. So everything just looks black. It's like black and whatever the moonlight color is gray. But like, now picture this: you're in the woods hiding from someone. And then they shine a flashlight in your direction. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's just black, a, a black blob in the woods. And you're like, huh, Crazy. that's not supposed to be there. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I would definitely uh, would definitely get shot. Definitely. Hands down. Black camouflage is uh, dumb. <laughs> Multicam black is stupid, you fucking nerds. Don't wear black. You only buy multicam black to look cool, just like you only buy tiger stripe to look cool. Hey, tiger stripe works. <laughs> and it I know looks it cool. does. Oh, dude, I just want desert tiger stripe. Dude, it's so hot. I I want both tiger stripes. So I made the conscience, uh, the conscientious decision 
this like echo is messing with me whenever I say big <laughs> words. The conscientious decision to make if you can't get the word out before the echo, yeah, hits you, it, like, dude, it fucks with me. I, I I've decided to make the conscientious decision to buy Tiger Stripe cries and then Desert Tiger Stripe cries, but only in the pants. I just okay. want the pants. I don't want the top. I don't really give a fuck about the top. I'll just play laundry day. <laughs> yeah, fucking M81 top with tiger stripe pants. It'll look hot. It's like not the same colors, but you know it looks. I think hot. it looks a little silly. I mean, I mean, they're similar colors. I could do it with the guacamole. AOR two. Yeah, those be the same colors. Yeah, because they uh, tiger stripe has white, right? What's up? Tiger stripe has white, right? No, it's like a light tan. So I got some right there. There's yeah, different kinds is. of tiger stripe, but there's like a, uh, a more higher contrast, and then there's like the low contrast. Yeah. For all my cry owners, more. if you really want to get like that, because, you know, when you buy a set of like new pants, they're super, super bright. Um, just wear them for like a month and then wash them. What? Wear your pants? Get out of here. No, nah, I mean like like from when you wear them just do everything in them for a month but don't wash them unless like they're like stupid muddy and then I yeah. just wash them but like if you want to get like that dusty aspect like on it and actually like you know have some character to your pants just if you want to look like you've done the work and not do the work yeah which you should just do the work I but mean uh, you can also just throw in a you're, five gallon bucket with you're some making dirt it sound and like I didn't do the work. No, I know, but like it's yeah. like, yeah, just just wear your pants. Yeah, shit, do construction just get with dirty. them. <laughs> just God. go do shit. The amount of like drywall dust in my pockets of my M eighty ones is it's way too high. It's like I I, I managed to pull out like a handful. Of drywall dust mm -hmm. out of my pockets. Mm -hmm. It's really annoying. Like I've got white scuffs all across my like shins. Mm -hmm. It's just I did. I best work pants. Cry G threes. Hands down. I don't know about that. Oh, dude, I can hold so many tools. They can hold a lot of tools. Yeah, that's true. yeah. I've got my uh, I've got my RJ plug uh, crimpers. I've got my um, I got the wire strippers, wire cutters, scissors. Freaking! I've got my little uh, toner, my my wire tester, my back pocket. I got my wallet, my vape, like my front pockets. I've got like my phone, my AirPod case, and my pockets. I've probably got like pencils, pens, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, they're like the best work pants, man. <laughs> I promise. Fucking True Spec would do the job too. Uh, yeah. There's a. Uh... Yeah. Dude, fucking combat pants. Best work pants. I mean, they're basically the same thing. I mean, yeah. Just just reinforced pants with extra pockets. The weird part is, is I felt like my uh, my private lesson teacher in band is like, he, we always used to make fun of him. He'd wear like American Eagle shorts, but uh -huh. he'd come in and you could hear him walking by the amount of mouthpieces that were banging in his pocket. <laughs> like he had like a, he had like a Courtois mouthpiece. He had a Bach mouthpiece. He had a, um, 
He had a tuba mouthpiece, a trumpet mouthpiece, mm-hmm. and he would just walk around. And I was like, "Hey, Mister Warney, do you have um, do you have slide grease?" He'd be like, "Yep," and pull it out of his pocket. I was like, "What? Where's your phone?" He's like, "Oh, it's in my back pocket." <laughs> Where's your wallet? Oh, it's in one of these. Like he'd just pull like random shit. He'd have like valve oil, trombotine, freaking um, tuning tuning tube grease, just like, like Mary Poppins cargo pockets. Yeah, uh, dude, I swear to God, they were bottomless. Like it, he would just pull like everything out of there. He'd have cheesecloth, a, a cleaning rod that like unfolded. I was like, oh my lord, dude. That's how I feel whenever I'm at work now. I'm just like pulling shit out. Like, no, you want gum? Here you go. <laughs> like, fucking. Oh, where was your vape? Back left pocket. Mm-hmm. Left cheek, left cheek. For my Transformers fans, remember that movie? Oh. This is a. It's probably a good spot to wrap up. Yeah. So I open up Snapchat, and not the other thing I need to open. What? Uh, for Big old daddy, uh, admin airsoft. We will answer your question on the next one, because that is actually a really good question. It's really annoying. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah. No guest on this one. Um. Unfortunately. Um, he couldn't make it out today. Look, scheduling is difficult. Yeah, scheduling with him is hard. Um, for Memorial Day, um, and all that, we're gonna kind of like, unironically, but like, do it for a reason. We're gonna have like a string of vets come on, um, mm-hmm. and pretty much just kind of talk, um, you know, how like what airsoft has done for them and like you know. What has it been like transitioning from the military into civilian life and then finding airsoft and seeing how well it's benefited them? Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of vets in the airsoft community, guys. Um, mm-hmm. For most of y'all that don't know, it is a very big outlet for them um, mm-hmm. because, you know, for lack of respect, a lot of jarheads, um, or well, for respect to them, jarheads and infantry guys have the hardest time kind of transitioning out because, like, it's the hardest job out there. I mean, you spend six to six months to a year getting fucking shot at, you know, getting blown up, fucking under high stress. You know, you want a way to outlet all that. Uh, so airsoft helps because it gives them that sense of family as well. So, yeah. yeah. Um, next up, we'll more than likely have a vet on. Um, mm-hmm. One of them you might know from Ghost Frogs. The other one, probably not, but it's okay. Um, you yeah. will know him. Yeah, you will know him. You're about to know him. <laughs> but with all that being said, guys, happy Memorial Day. Um, go thank a vet. Yeah. Um, you know, tell him how much you love him, how much you respect him. But with all that being said, um, happy Memorial Day from the guys at the uh, Six Millimeter Podcast to you. We love you.